I hear a lot of people are getting nailered lately. Mm, especially the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, that's uh, that's been the talk of the town. It's talk of my town, at least. Well, now yeah. the talk of the now the talk of the town is how everyone has COVID. So. Yeah, I uh, I thought we were past this, but apparently not. When Paul George got it, um, I was really disappointed, especially since that was the playoffs. And right. um, now it's going around baseball. Uh, Cardinals have a couple players. I think Wainwright has it, although he was trying to, like, negative test his way back into the system. Um, <laughs> so it's – uh, I'm no fan of it, although I think that this is just this is complete feeling over facts here. But I think that we can just just get it out of the way. I don't think teams are going to have multiple multiple breakouts throughout the year. No, just just the way that it's kind of dying down a little bit from where it once was. Because and it's also partly because that was just a 60 game season. But that um, that 2020 season was like and like every week there were teams every that were just completely ravaged by it. Remember yeah, the just, Marlins only played like five games in the first three weeks of the season. Yeah, um, like they couldn't find a game. I think they still made the playoffs. The, I think the Canucks had like a 21 day streak. Yeah. in last season without playing, they, they I had just that. three weeks off. So. Uh, hopefully we don't get back to that. I'm optimistic that this will be something where it's like, okay, just, let's get it over with. Let's go back to doing what we're doing. So I'm not overly concerned about it, although I'm not like... Well, no, I'm not either because, I mean, this is just the new normal. This is the world we live in. COVID exists and that's just how we have to deal with it. But um, it, this is... When was the last time a game had to be canceled for COVID other than the Guardians today? Like, I, I physically cannot remember. I know it's happened. I know it's happened in the NBA season. I'm sure it's happened once or twice in the baseball season. I just could not pretend enough to care to look for it. So, it, it, it must be really bad if they're canceling games at this point. Yeah, they're not canceling games, are they? They're just uh, pop, pop, holding pop. players up. Oh. Well, and luckily it was against the White Sox, so that's very easy to make up. Yeah, because you'll have plenty of opportunities to right. be playing against them many times throughout the rest of the year. Yes, we will. Hopefully, we beat the White Sox up every year. We just beat them up. Even when they're good, we beat them up. Well, um, is where's Carrasco now? Because he used to be like the. the he used to be the White Sox killer. Oh, yeah. He's His with the stat- Mets. Uh, he was part of the Lindor trade. I can't – I don't know what he's looking at, looking like right now. He was? Uh, actually, not – yeah, he was a part of the Lindor trade. Um, not too bad. Uh, he is 3-1, three and one, 319 ERA in 36 innings pitch, 33 strikeouts, 1.009 whip. That's not terrible. For somebody who has very inconsistently pitched since he was diagnosed with leukemia, that's not terrible. No, absolutely not. And um, wasn't he pitching while still, like, being diagnosed with leukemia? He was not cured by the time. 
I don't know. Was there ever like the the ring the bell moment that they have? I feel like you have seen that. I remember at the home run derby, he was there, and that was like a big thing because he never he didn't really make public appearances, and he was there, and the camera panned to him just watching the home run derby, and the place went nuts. But he like at that he pitched later that year, but at the time, I mean, he looked deathly ill. Like he was so thin, it was weird. So I don't know if because I I can't yeah. pretend to be smart enough about that to know if he still has it. If that's like a forever thing. Well, uh, I, I'm just impressed that he's able to. He was able to get back as quickly as he did. Right. That was a good thing. But he he I, was the king. I, Him. There was a stretch there. Him and Corey Kluber were the kings of going like seven no-hit innings and then giving it up like on the most bullshit bloop single you've ever seen. Yeah, I I certainly remember Kluber doing that. He did. Carrasco did give up a no-hitter through eight and two-thirds one time against Tampa Bay. That's the worst. That is the worst. I I uh, I remember so Kluber sad. his like his side. I think yeah, I. His second Cy Young year, uh, I remember Kluber was – he just had the second half of a lifetime and had so oh, yeah. many seven-inning no-hitters, uh, six and two-thirds, whatever. He was just destroying was it. Probably 2017 because during the winning streak, him and Carrasco were untouched. Like, nobody touched him. Now I got to look at this. Was that 2016? 17. Did you guys make the playoffs that year? 17? Yeah. Yeah, we won 22 games in a row. Oh, okay. All right, so that we went to the World Se- So we went to the World Series in 16. Yes, I remember 17, that, obviously. 17, um, blew 2 nothing lead to the Yankees, 22 wins in a row. Ah, mm-hmm. 2018, got swept by the Astros. 2019, heartbreaking, missed the postseason. 2020, swept by the Yankees. 2021, sucked. Yeah, no one talks about Michael Brantley who pulled a Kevin Durant and just left you guys for the team that was beating you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so here's his stats through the winning streak. He pitched six games, went 6-0, a .98 ERA, um, allowed five earned runs, four strikeouts, or four walks, 54 strikeouts, and what was it? This is weird. Uh, no, I don't care about his DraftKings points. Um, <laughs> let's see. Held opponents to a 171 average, 195 OBP, 46. Um, I mean, he was lights out. 195 OBP. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Now I got to look at Carrasco. Okay, Man. I spelled Carlos wrong. Carlos. Those were the days of Indians baseball, man. Carrasco's been pitching since 09. He has? I don't even remember him being that old. We got him in a trade, I think, from the Phillies. Kluber always looked old, but he was pretty yeah. young. Were you guys his rookie team? Kluber? Uh, yeah. He What trade? I think he was – no, Michael Brantley was a player to be named later. Where did Corey Kluber come from? Gosh, for whatever reason, San Diego's coming to mind, but I don't know. 
why? Maybe, does he pitch for San Diego now? Because he, he's, no, he's bounced around. I can't, I can't even keep track of where he is anymore. He's bounced yeah, around Yeah, he was somewhere. drafted by San Diego. And who did – oh, the Jake Westbrook trade. That's right. There's a three-team deal between the Padres, San Diego, uh, St. Louis, and Cardinals. And I'm say, I'm like, I feel like St. Louis is involved in this somehow. Yeah, they were. It was um, San Diego, uh, the Cardinals, and the Indians made a three-way trade. The big part of the trade was Jace, Jake Westbrook, who at the time was Cleveland's ace for a really bad team. He was sent to St. <laughs> Louis. The Cardinals sent Ryan Ludwig to the Padres, and we ended up with Corey Kluber in the trade. Was this then – was this like right off – hot off the heel – well, I don't know what the phrase is – on the heels of the uh, the CC Sabathia and – It was actually exit. That Sabathia was traded in 08, and then Cliff Lee won the Cy Young that year. So – and then he was probably traded in 09. I can't remember if Cliff Lee was traded in season or before. Mm, I certainly wouldn't know, but gosh, we don't talk about that enough. How we have back-to-back Cy Youngs and we just immediately let them go. That was their prize. Oh yeah. Well, I think they knew the writing was on the wall. Travis Hafner was getting old. Victor Martinez was going to cost too much. Grady Sizemore was hurt more than he wasn't. What about Johnny Peralta? What about Jahani Peralta? Jahani Peralta was quite possibly the worst defensive shortstop I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> Casey Blake, Hall of Fame ballot um, appearance person. Casey Blake was Casey Blake. Uh, yeah, they yeah they were going down a path, and I think they knew it. So they unloaded, and they ended up getting players who contributed to a World Series run. So, Well, you know what? It worked. And I'll tell you what. These trades we made – during that window of these guys we previously traded for, those trades are starting to work out perfectly. I mean, the Trevor Bauer trade, we got um, Fran Mill Reyes, Owen Miller, I believe Gabriel Arias, who just made his debut as part as like the 27th man on a doubleheader. I forgot Trevor Bauer was even on the Reds. Trevor I Bauer. Young. Let's see. I want to see what the full haul we got because we got a haul of prospects in that. Oh, one of the guys we, we just let go, Logan Allen, because he sucked. Pitch, wait, uh, outfielder? Or no, uh, left, We left had two Logan pitcher. Allens in our system. The one we let go was a starter. Stunk. Oh, I'm thinking of Greg Allen. Was Greg Allen an outfielder? Yes. Okay. Kind of just a guy. He's a jag. Yeah, he's, he's there. Where is this? I got to see. I got to see what we got because we got like six. Oh, we got Puig back in the deal. That's right. Hasn't Fran Mill Reyes been like horrible this year? He was, and then he suddenly got really hot. Because I know he was striking out left and right. He went through like an 0 for 25 streak, and then he just immediately went on like <laughs> – I think he's on like an eight-game hitting streak right now. So He just completely overcorrected into awesomeness. Right. So we got Yasiel Puig and Scott Moss from the Reds. And then from the Padres, we got Fran Mill Reyes, Logan Allen, and Victor Nova. Oh, oh, Owen Miller was the Mike Clevenger trade. 
Dude, also, uh, the Padres. yes, there was another Mike Padres trade. That was a massive haul. Didn't he just pitch against you guys like a week ago? Yeah, he made. That was his first appearance since he got Tommy John. With his wildly obnoxious like rock rocking back and forth routine. Yeah. So we got in the Clevenger trade. We got Josh Naylor, Cal Quantrill, Austin Hedges, Owen Miller, Owen Miller, Gabriel Arias, and Joey Cantillo, and they got Mike Clevenger and Greg Allen. Oh, so that's where he went. Yeah. But Josh Naylor, he's been really good when he didn't catastrophically break his leg. Cal yeah. Quantrill Cal Quantrill pitched last night, kind of got hit around a bit, but he's been pretty solid for us. Austin Hedges, really good defensive catcher. I want to puke every time I see him with a bat. Um, Owen Miller has been, like, one of our best hitters this year. And then Gabriel Rye is, I think, was our third prospect heading into the season, and he made his debut this year. Well, if you want to puke every time you see him with the bat, but he's a good defensive catcher, then he's just bound to go to the Pirates one day because that's what we're dealing but, with, with. Yeah, the, I got a bone to pick with your Pittsburgh Pirates. What, that we uh, just beat the Dodgers in a series? No, not even that. It's that you beat the Dodgers, but you lost two out of three to the Reds. And I bet against the Reds with the Pirates, and they lost. And I bet against the Pirates with the Dodgers, and they beat them. That was very well, annoying. You know what? You just didn't see the vision then. You, you, no, you I, no, listen, I certainly do not. Wait, I think the Reds won again today, actually. Um, I know that they got cycled for the third time by Christian Yelich. Yeah, they won 14-11. to Wow, that's um, that might be Scorigami. <laughs> The Reds are – I'll tell you what, the Reds' offense is kind of kicked it into, like, 10th gear here. Yeah, but their pitching is garbage. Oh, it's atrocious. But here's – they scored 14 today. They scored four yesterday, 10 the previous game, seven before that, five before that, nine before that, five before – like, they're they're starting to hit the ball. I mean, against the Pirates and the Brewers. Well, the Brewers have beat. Well, pitching, the but... Brewers have a good pitching staff. I don't, yeah, I don't but... know how they're performing this year, but. I uh, and let me do apologize. Burns I just remembered and that the Pirates have Quintana. So excuse me. You uh, you cut out right after you were about to issue an apology. I do apologize. Uh, the, the Pirates do have Quintana, so I do apologize. They do have somebody on that team. Well, I mean, he's not, he hasn't done anything for us. Mm, I, let's see what we got. I can't guarantee that he's won a game for us yet this year, to be he completely honest. is one and one. Oh, a lot of no decisions. With a 270 ERA. All right, that's good. 30 innings pitch. Not bad. Hey, you guys might have an ace, a 33-year-old ace. That's, Yeah. Because apparently young aces aren't our thing. That's why we uh, got rid of one Garrett Cole. But you know what? We Thanks saw the vision on that one, too. Could be. Oh, my. No. We saw the vision on that one, too. We knew Spider Tag was going to get taken away. He's actually been pretty, pretty locked in, Garrett Cole. Great. Right after, right after all those memes of... Yeah, seriously. Right after all the fun. Of... Uh, 
whatever superhero that is, I think it was Batman or Deadpool or something, sitting looking at the picture with Garrett Cole's face, and the picture is just a picture of the spider tag tin. Oh well, that oh oh that meme is Wolverine. That's the answer. Wolverine, for. that's who it was. Chris Archer's with the twins. Really? They uh they oh, just yeah. got nearly no hit by a very old man. Mm. Chris Archer had nineteen losses in a season. I I don't doubt that. In fact, I'm surprised he didn't never hit twenty. He went he, he went was a three year stretch. He went a three year stretch, thirteen losses, nineteen losses, twelve losses. Man, he was so overrated too when he was in Tampa. He was always like the preseason. Well, you know, he he oh he just might win the Cy Young this year, and then of course never did. And he was bad every year. He just was not good. Yeah, he made he was a I guess a first half warrior because he would he would make All Star teams and then just would not show up in the Cy Young rankings like everyone thought he would. He's drafted so, by Cleveland. Ah, uh, you should have kept him in the fifth round. Who did we trip? When did we get rid of Chris Archer? See that? Probably for somebody stupid. Uh, I'm trying to think of a raised player that even played for. Probably just a throwaway. Well, let's see. We got it right here. You He's traded uh, the Cubs. Uh, Mark DeRosa. Mark DeRosa. Hmm. That's a player. The yeah, Cubs. I- I can confirm that. The Cubs traded him for Matt Garza. Mm. What did Mark DeRosa do in Cleveland? Probably not a um, lot. Yeah, probably not. Let's see. In 2009, he played 71 games here. Had a, a slash of 270, 342, 457, 799 OPS. He had 13 home runs, 50 RBI. Actually, not bad, yeah. Actually, it wasn't too terrible in Cleveland. Well, uh, all right. So then, Brandon Geyer was a part of the trade that sent him to oh, Tampa. Geyer. Man, what an awful, awful, awful trade! Brandon Geyer, what a name. He spent time with Cleveland. Yeah, I think was he the guy that just got hit by every single pitch? Yeah, I do. I do yeah. remember him. He hit the double. He hit an RBI double, the batter before Rajay Davis hit the home run in game seven. Oh, so uh, he was a very key contributor. Uh, key is a strong word. He did he get had... hit by a pitch in game one that drove in a run in the first inning. Hey, you, you need you need those guys. You yeah, we had John Lester shaking in his boots. Yeah, no way. He was about to throw it over to first base with Brandon mm-hmm. Geyer on the base pass. He wasn't going to throw over to first no matter what. That is very true. Which was, is one was of he the... the guy that was like trying to make it a thing that he would just toss his glove? Yes. Like, what was what... that? What... Just throw it to first, dude. Quit being a hero. I... Quit trying to reinvent the wheel. Just throw it to first. Uh, yeah, he would... Um... If the ball got stuck, he wouldn't even make any sort of effort to take the to take the glove out of the web, which doesn't seem that complicated. He would just rip off his glove and throw it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, dude. 
Brandon Geyer in 2015 got hit by pitch 24 times. In 2016, he got hit by pitch 31 times. Was he leading the league? In both those years, yes. What's the most times hit by a pitch in a season? Who was crowding that plate? Yeah, seriously. No, not pinch. The record sent by a single... John Vanderwall in 1995 got hit by pitch. Oh, no, these are pinch hits. No, I pinch hit I can find it for you let me see most times hit by a pitch in a season 37 wow so he was like he was way up there yeah Dan McGann in 1899 was just getting pounded Dan McCann yeah. Oh well. The, oh well. That was just a lie because now I'm on Baseball Reference. I got Huey, 51, Huey yeah. Jennings, fifty-one times in the year 1896, the year of our Lord. Yeah. I mean, uh, fifty-one. I mean, they were hunting you. What What do you look like? What was his box score looking like? Oh, Huey Jennings had three of the top four. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. He he led the league and hit by pitch one, two, three, four, five years in a row. This guy had enemies. Oh, I mean, this dude was getting pounded. Great batting average, but getting pounded. Great hitter. Could, Bringing CP couldn't hit the ball baseball. over the fence to save his life. 18 no. career home runs in 1,200 games. Hey, he knew his role, man. Mm, small ball. Exactly. But whatever happened to just laying down a nice bun and moving the runners over, you know? Hey, everybody's got their own style of play. I'll tell you what, though. I did see something that I know would make you smile. I can't remember which game it was. Uh, They shifted a left-handed hitter, and he just bunted it right down the third baseline. Yes. The easiest hit ever. And no, Carlos Carlos Santana would bust that move out every once in a while in Cleveland. But, like, he was always like he would save it for a rainy day. Just, like, just – just to kit, let everyone know, hey, I can just keep doing this if I want. Yeah, which he should just keep doing it. Yeah, Carlos Santana would have batted 850 if he kept doing that. With zero home runs and zero RBIs. Yeah, well, you know what? He would have been on. He would have had. He would have had 140 runs that season. Mm, oh yeah. Carlos A stat Santana. that I don't even like. But he would. Darn it! He would have been crossing the, crossing home plate. Oh, Dude, yeah, he is did you see the Tampa Bay Rays shifted Anthony Rendon when he got up there and hit left-handed? Oh, you! I'm glad he hit a home run then. No, no one noticed that because he hit a home run left-handed as a complete joke, which was absolutely incredible. During a no they, they had the shift on. That was, like, <laughs> despicable. Got to get, get the boys' life. They were getting no hit. Anthony Rendon was going off their left-handed, clowning their asses. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if I were Brett Phillips, I would have actually thrown it more than 54 miles an hour. I, I would have felt a slight bit of disrespect, even though Brett Phillips is a total goofball. I, I still would have been like, man, like I, I at least want to try to show that I'm 
capable of throwing a baseball since they're just going to go up here and bat the opposite hand. But uh, it was still a great moment. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm just this looking is, at Carlos Santana's baseball reference page. I forgot how much of an OBP monster he was. Hey, still is. I mean, he has, he has a three twelve OBP this year. He's only he's only hitting one fifty nine, but his three twelve OBP greatest almost third baseman ever. Oh baby, they don't like to talk about it. Yeah, no people forget that he was that. a starting first baseman in the All Star game. People, including oh wait, that was a that was, was in Cleveland. Posted it right? Yeah. I mean, that was practically the reason. He was going to be an all-star. He was really good that year. But he was he was the starting first baseman because the game was in Cleveland and because Francisco Lindor was not a starter. That was um, – uh, he, like he hit like 290 that year. 281. 397 OBP, 515 slugging, 911 OPS. I believe those are all career highs. No, yeah, OB, yeah, because – his career high in OBP is actually 401, but it was his first year when he only played 46 games. Hmm. When he was a catcher. Yes. Started as a catcher, then moved to third, and then that didn't last. And then, then he moved to first, and then it's now he's a DH, I guess. Is he still in Kansas City? Yeah. Man, who did, who did – I know we got what? him from the – He was on the Mariners for like two seconds. No, he um so after 2017 he signed with the Phillies, and then he yeah. was traded back to Cleveland. Okay, wasn't he on the Mariners at some point? There, were, I think the Mariners traded for him and then immediately dealt them back to Cleveland. Okay, that may have been what happened. I don't. Who did we trade for him? I know we got him from the Dodgers. But who did I got we trade it coming for? right up. Wait, you got Carlos Santana from the Dodgers? Yeah. Oh, maybe you meant – all right, here we go. Um, oh, Casey Blake. Huh. What's Casey Blake's numbers looking like? I got to see these now. Yeah, all right. So he was a Mariner for, for 10 days. There we go. Then – oh, you guys gave up Edwin Encarnacion in that deal, so you guys decided that spending money was too good for you. Yeah, because he stunk. Oh, you gave up, you gave up a play a wild card game hero Yandy Diaz in that trade. You guys sent him to Tampa. He stinks. He had two home runs against uh, Oakland in that wild card game. That's all he did. Pretty much. Let's see, in Cleveland, Casey Blake um, had 116 career home runs in six years. 266 average, 337 OBP, 451 slugging, 787 OPS, 417 RBI. He, yeah, he's not used. He's pretty solid with my with my Guardians. Yeah, he was legit. He was a left fielder, right fielder, third baseman. Something he was, like that. Yeah, he is a he can move around. Uh, Carlos Santana currently on the 10 day IL. Um, let's see. They got you're well, King. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think no it's the last year of his deal. So, 
I this do may, not. This know. may be it. This may be his final because he's like thirty-seven. Uh, thirty-seven. He is. He's old. Uh, he made he made his 30, debut in thirty-six. Man, we've lived. I'm I'm not ready to accept the fact that we're about to go through a third generation of sports oh, in our brother. lifetime. We just get. Yeah, Carlton transitioning was from like one the to the other. Generation for me. Yeah. I guess the first generation was the Grady Sizemore's and the CC's yeah. and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. The, yeah, it was the Carlos Santana, Michael Brantley, like Jason Kipnis. That was an era. And then it was those guys and Lindor and Jose Ramirez. Well, Lindor, Jose Ramirez are an era. Kluber was in that era. I, Lindor, Ramirez. Brantley. I probably already said more of the Santana and um. Well, those those guys are all together. Yeah, they're They're all together, but they they didn't. Those guys popped off earlier. Like they they I'm making up because they actually because Kipnis was a two time All Star. People forget that. Yeah, 2013 and And 2015. Okay, 15. What year was what? Where was the All Star game that year? 15. Let me think. Year after. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. 2013, I think, was Miami. No, Arizona. I think. I don't know. I'm not good with MLB All-Star games. I know where 2019 was. I I do, too. And uh, I know that Jock Peterson should have won that home run derby. Oh, Gosh, no, he didn't. It. Listen, he, he should have hit more home runs than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. if he wanted to win that home run derby. I still think they should have just given it to Vladdy for what he did in the second round. Well, It's like Josh Hamilton and Justin Morneau that one year. Yeah. Like, yeah, Justin Morneau is the home run derby champion, but he didn't win. They, uh, all I know is Matt Chapman's dad did not want him to win. Oh, brother. Matt Next Ch- guy. Matt Chapman's dad bet against his son. Yeah, that guy needs to be in prison. That was unbelievable. He, he that was our replacement for Christian Yelich. Yeah, seriously. I, I, I forgot so, about that, that. I'm still so mad driving to the stadium that day and finding out Yelich was out. Yeah, because you were in attendance. If Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was pulled before the home run derby, I probably would have just driven off the bridge. Man. That was before Vlad Guerrero Jr. was any good. Listen, he was always good. No, he was not. Not anywhere near like he is now. Well, he no. was always he was okay. He wasn't horrible, but he was okay for a couple of years. But because of his name, everyone was like, "Oh, you're we're witnessing the greatest yeah. thing ever," and it's the second generation. I, I think uh, we say that because last year he was so good. Last year. Yeah, like triple but, crown, right? No, he um he Garrett? led the league in runs, home runs, OBP, slugging, OPS, OPS plus, and total bases. Didn't win the MVP. Hit three eleven too, hundred eleven RBI. Yeah, not not my MVP. Shohei Otani. I don't like that years. you're on this woke baseball 
campaign of just saying RBI. We man, we grew up saying RBIs. I know that it's redundant. Well, cause it's phone- because it's 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 phonet- it's just phonetically sound. RBIs phonetically sounds better, but it just doesn't make it's not runs bad at ins. It's runs bad at in. I know it, the 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 plurality of it is already built into it. I'll still so say RBIs. I'm just sometimes I say RBI. It's the same like how I pronounce program program. It's the same the thing. Was- that is not the same thing. You do that to make fun of people. Well, one's like, correct and one's wrong, and I do what I do the side that pisses the most people off, or that's not traditional. Like RBIs is traditional. RBI is not. Program is traditional. Program isn't. Program is regional. Program is oh, like an oh, old like old a high school football thing. Probably, but that's that's what. It, when somebody says program, I think they're either talking about like a really historic college program or just some any slapdick high school. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I saw OSU just got a major, major, major recruit for twenty twenty four. Who? Dylan Riola or whatever his name is, the quarterback. They just like I think he's I did number not know one. That. Yeah, I think he's the number one overall Let's recruit see. in 2024. So, I'm looking at on three right now. Oh, uh, no. yeah. Look at you on. on oh, are you three. an on three hater? Yeah, because it just came out of nowhere. It's been around for a while. They've well, been around for years. Here's why I hate it. Because there's this guy that I followed on social media. Um, because he, he does all the like recruiting announcements and stuff like that. His mm-hmm. name is Hayes Fawcett. Maybe you're familiar. I don't know. I recognize the name, but he, uh, he posts all the, gra- he makes graphics and he posts them all and stuff like that. And he, all of the rankings that he references are from on three and I hate him. So <laughs> that therefore it makes me hate on three because this guy so badly wants to be friends with all the players and I know that they just view him as like a business deal like, oh he's gonna make graphics for me yeah man I'll you know I'll I'll be nice to him but he's always he uh he had some like disgusting post on his Instagram story it was a screenshot of his own comment so Cam Cam Dewberry I think no 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 it was um there was a player recently in the 2023 class who committed to Texas A&M and um, Cam Dewberry, who's in the 2022 class also committed to Texas A&M. He had some comment about like recruiting and like, man, like people, like people are really mad in the comments. And then this Hayes Fawcett guy comments back at him and says like, you know, every time A&M lands a commit, everyone's talking about NIL, but maybe they're just really good at recruiting. And then he screenshotted it, which is, by the way, it's a total lie. Because ever since NIL became a thing, they've exploded, and we all know why. Everyone mm-hmm. can go look at the biggest pro- programs in the country. Oh. They are Texas and Texas A&M, one and two in everything. So, oh. And then he, screen- he screenshotted his own comment and then put it on his Instagram story saying, like, I don't even need to ask you all if this is facts because I already know it is. Like, just completely. Easy. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Take it easy. So he's just try- he's trying to look good for the Texas A&M commits. And by the way, this is like a college kid who was like, 
you know, once my semester's over, guys, I promise I'll be better with my page and I'll be posting more stuff than you've ever seen before. And like he was, he was like on signing day, he was a little bit late on some graphics. He's like, sorry, guys, just had an exam. Like he's a, like, he's a kid, mm. but like, I, I, I think he's a college kid, but I this he tries to act all high and mighty. And look, man, his page has a ton of followers. His graphics are cool. And I find it very informative, but this guy wants to be a part of the show. And he's just not. Yeah, so, so there's Dylan Riola is the number one player in on three. We're also 92% for the number four player, a wide receiver out of Florida. And we are 95% for the 10th ranked player, who's a wide receiver out of Florida as well. We are. I like how you say Florida. They, yeah. Um, we are 18% battling with Georgia, who is currently the favorite at 20% for the 12th ranked prospect, who's a quarterback. I assume we're not going to get him. Probably not anymore. Probably not. What's that? Let's, let's see what Notre Dame's looking here in this class. Oh, in 2024, who knows? Yeah. We're good in 2023. Yes. No idea about 2024. See, you are in a recruiting battle for the sixth ranked prospect, Ryan Wingo, a wide receiver oh. out of St. Louis. Yeah, we're really good with St. Louis recruits. Yeah. So he is, is currently, State, by the way. He's currently 39% to Arkansas right now. Uh, that will Let's not see. last. You are in a recruiting battle for a quarterback out of Cal. Um, Julian Sayan, 18% Notre Dame, 11% USC. Oh, great. Another USC battle, but this time you're actually crushing it. The 19th ranked prospect, Peyton Woodyard. A safety out of St. John Bosco in Cali. Oh, Notre Dame. I would I would love to poach from them because yeah. we just had a receiver who we were supposed to get from Modern Day, and um, he ended up flipping at the last minute once. Uh, what's his Attaboy. name? Once Lincoln Riley came to town. So, Ooh. um, you know, we were gonna poach from Modern Day, and then that that didn't end up working out. So, you know, I'll I'll take St. John Bosco. By the way. Where's uh? We need some some news on Mateo Uyagalale because he's uh, oh yeah he's at St John Bosco right now. I think he's about to be a senior next year, and he's a defensive end. He's a he's basically the same size as DJ, and um, is a defensive end. He so is sixty or fifty seven percent the USC right now. I saw a mock draft for next Uh-oh. year already. Uh, six quarterbacks going in the first round, by the way, yeah, uh, sure. in this mock draft, which is basically just a telltale sign that um, no one knows anybody. So when in doubt, just go with a quarterback you've heard of. Let's see, um, I'm pulling up a 2023 mock draft right now. I saw DJ Ukulele drafted in the top five. Yeah, okay. I'm going to be honest. I can't he let saw- go of him either. <laughs> he, was, he was so bad. Like, when I say when I usually say that like they were so bad last year, usually they're not as bad as I'm making it sound to be. But Uyangale was so bad last year; it was unbelievable. He was statistically, he was only slightly better than Spencer Petras at Iowa. Okay, that's really bad. That's so bad. I'm still not gi- also. I'm still not giving up on Spencer Rattler. I'm telling I'm you, I'm not either. It- no. If if he looks good, I think everybody's gonna easily flip right back to him. Now that's the thing he he wasn't bad he was kind of always year. 
he was kind of just like a I, I don't know. Well, when Caleb people were actually willing to make excuses. Joe Klatt, who I, I I I like when I I like him when I like him and I don't when I don't basically is um he does and one of my reasons that I don't like him is because he doesn't say anything bad about anybody and I think that he's afraid to and I, I think I he's just, just nice I think he's just a nice guy well he actually did say something but he said like first of all he called out Oklahoma's fans for not knowing football because. He said yeah. that Oklahoma's Oklahoma's problems were with their offensive line and not with their quarterback. So he basically he was going to the wall for Spencer Rattler. But the problem was once they benched him for Caleb Williams, they all they actually like fixed their problems. So it was yeah. uh, that that Texas well, game yeah. where he he launched that epic comeback. One of the uh, greatest. Oh games. my! I can't believe Texas uh, didn't fucking cover that game. <laughs> you know what? You know what made it worse? I can't yeah. remember the spread. I believe Texas was a three-and-a-half-point dog. Like, they were somewhere around that range. And it was tied. or I think it was tied. And Oklahoma, in the last possession, they were going to kick a field goal. And they just busted off a 40-yard touchdown run. It was with, like, two seconds. It was, oh, my God. That was the worst game I think I've ever watched. But I have some breaking <laughs> news. Oh, live and local. What's going on? We have some NFL regular season gambling lines out right now. Oh, my. Dude, I hate how they do this, like, whole. Well, you're going to listen to all of them because I'm going to name them. List them. Because they list them out or they, like, tease games eight months in advance. It's honestly less exciting to me than college football games that are scheduled eight years in advance. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait till Ohio State and Alabama play in 2030. Hey, when no, the Earth doesn't that, exist, that's in like 2025. We got only a few years. These recruits oh, that we're talking about—they're going to be playing. I'm thinking Georgia. Well, I mean, they're probably not that far off, but Texas, no, we, Alabama, Georgia, home and homes galore, which probably means Washington coming up too. Which probably means neutral site games eventually. I hope not. Neutral site games stink. Yeah, I know, and they're always like five minutes away they're always in atlanta yeah but always they, in atlanta jerry world uh um, new orleans maybe new orleans i feel like they always cali i, I feel like sofi is going to become a big one now especially with usc oh the um the death star Faster. is about to become yeah. a big one too Ooh, oh yeah that's the, gonna be notre dame byu yeah or yeah they're playing byu Oh, shout out to me hitting over today. One and zero on the day. Cubs, Padres, second day in a row they overhit. Oh man, I meant to, I meant to place a parlay today, and I failed to do it. On whom? It was, uh, the Cardinals and the Brewers. Wait, you said the Brewers lost, right? Brewers lost. Oh, so uh, good thing I didn't. I'll that tell you what. Uh, speaking of Josh Naylor, that game, I had a phillies guardians money line parlay so that really worked out because the phillies crushed whoever they were playing huh so that was that was a good beat that was a good win for me coming back from you know six runs in the ninth hey i gotta tell you i'm playing 2k right now with the 06 07 Cavs. oh and, baby uh, booby gibson yeah he's a, he hit a three for me but i got a problem with this lebron james character I'm not sure if you've heard What's of that him. about uh i can't 
they can't get a shot correct, okay? So he's shooting four for 23 right now, and I'm about to end this game and restart. Uh, okay, I'm pulling up 2K right now because I'm going to play alongside with you. All right, I'm, I am uh, the 0607 Cavs against the 0607 Warriors. Ooh. You're, you're, are, do you have a what, PS5 what, or a PS4? Xbox. Uh, the newer one. Why haven't we done this earlier? I'm playing. Let's go. Wait a minute. You have 2K an Xbox? Yeah. Wait, I, which 2K? You might have a new, newer 2K. I have, 20, I have the newer one. Yeah, I'm, on, I'm playing 21 right now. Ugh. I, the newer one, though, the My Player is so fucking awesome. Because you have three routes you can take at the beginning. You can go to college for a year. <laughs> Go to the G League or go just go straight to the N- NBA draft. I don't know how that's legal, but that's what. Do, that do any of those paths end in your friend dying in a car wreck? No, that'll never be topped ever. Shout out Spike Lee. But um, <laughs> so I went to college. I went to UCLA. Ooh. And won a won a national championship. No big deal. I uh, was drafted second overall by the Rockets, and the. First thing you can do, the first thing you learn, the first cut scene after you're drafted, you find out that the owner wanted to draft you, but the coach hated you and didn't want to draft you. So the coach is a hater. And you <laughs> that's because you know how like they never have you start the first couple, like you have to earn the starting minutes no matter where you're drafted. That's their justification of why you don't start right away. And what, what your agent advises you to like a mean tweet to send a message. And it's just, it's so good. It's so good. It was such an awesome thing to do. Your PR, <laughs> your PR, your head of PR yells at you. It's all, it's a whole big thing. Like you can oh. really lean into being a dickhead. I love it. It's, like I'm uh, screaming at the media. I'm igno- I'm ignoring specific media members. And those are cutscenes that come up. Like if you ignore, cause you have like four media members to choose from to ask you a question after a game. And if you ignore one of them long enough, You'll get a cutscene with your PR director. It's like, why are you ignoring him? And then you have to go like, <laughs> do a, a sit down interview with him. It's 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 awesome. I really lean into the dickhead thing. Is Don Cheadle there, kind of swindling you into joining his no. sports agency because no, he knew your dead thing. father yeah. once upon a time? Yeah, you, you knew your dead father through they. They never yeah. really said your father's dead. It was a whole weird. I remember I I didn't play that 2K very much. Yeah, let um, me mentor you because I knew I knew your father, yeah. who you didn't. I knew Let's your let father, me mentor who was you about playing in the NBA. Yeah, every cutscene with his father, he was just an asshole. Exactly. Like I wasn't uh, good enough to the NBA, and here's why you're not good enough because you're a football. Because the whole thing is like you're a football player or something. Yeah. At heart, you're like the Anthony Edwards track. You're a football player by heart, but then you just end up yeah. being really good at basketball. I still think my favorite two K was. 2K17, and that's because your my career's nickname was DJ. Oh, well, that's perfect. There was let's yeah. see, there was Prez. There, that was one of them. That was 16. Um, there was no. That was 16. Was Freak. Freak, yeah. Freak was DJ. Vibe. 18 was Prez. No, 18 was DJ. 17 was Prez. 19, I don't remember. 20, I don't remember. Last year you were AI and nobody explains why you were AI. <laughs> and then 2022, oh, what did they call uh, Junior. That's right. Or no. No, Junior was 2020. 
What did what 2022 is right now. So what's the what's the game yeah? Right I, now? That's what I'm thinking. I haven't played the My Career in forever. What's the name? Because they call you something. MP MP. That's what it is. Oh my gosh! Of course. For my player, it's really yeah stupid. yeah shocker. I, MP. They yeah they're really getting lazy with it. Yeah. Oh man. Freaking a vibe, and, and everybody's doing the dance. Freaking after a vibe, you, like, yeah. Sign your contract. <laughs> what? Oh, in 2017, when Michael B. Jordan's your teammate, and you just, and you guys become Orange Juice. You guys name yourselves Orange Juice. Yeah. Like, who the fuck names themselves Orange Juice? Oh my goodness. Oh my god, they would be laughed at so fast. What's the most points you've ever scored in a my player game? I, now, I, every once in a while, I'll just see like fuck it. Like if I at, like the beginning of the game, because I I like to I like to dish the rock. I like to spread the love in my player. And if I start a game like I just score twenty points like right away, I'm like fuck it, I'm going for a hundred, and that's just the my. I, so probably it's over a hundred. I just don't know how much. I, I uh, my best was ninety back in the day, man. I used to play my player. I was always. And this is kind of why I got out of it because they took out the ability. For, I well maybe, maybe one game kind of ruined it for me. But they took out the ability for you to just request trades like irresponsibly, just e- like every other game you're requesting trades. Oh because yeah. I I wanted to play for every team possible, and I also didn't like that you couldn't carry over your my player from the like the previous video game. I wanted yeah. them to find a way to sync it up so that way like. My career can like continue, but you gotta start from square one at all times, which wasn't a huge fan of. But man, two K, two K is the, the game of the generation. I it really it's it's that, that was it. It's a lot of fun. I love playing two K. So I pivoted. I am playing with the 06 Cavs. I'm playing the 06 Wizards because that was a big rivalry for like five minutes, and then LeBron quickly dispatched of them. Yeah, exactly. Why is uh, Booby Gibson not in my starting lineup? Eric Snow. Gross. All right, LeBron's 0 for 1. That's a problem. Anyway, um, the Chargers are plus 3 against the Chiefs week 1. Um, the Buffalo Bills are 7-point favorites against the Titans. Uh, they don't have dates for these, so I can't really tell. Uh, the Vikings are – yeah, fuck this. Who cares? Uh, Christmas Day, the Broncos. <laughs> I'll give you the Christmas Day best game. The Broncos and Rams. The Broncos are three-point uh, underdogs. Uh, well, you said Broncos at the Rams. Well, you know what? The On Rams Christmas don't Day, have yeah. any home field advantage. The best By part the of way, this game is going to be trying to figure out how they compete with the NBA. I have a feeling that the NFL is going to win. What, that's what I was going to say. Like, Adam Silver has to be punched in the air right now. Like, dude, you had Thanksgiving. You couldn't give us Christmas. Exactly. Because let me you, tell you no. what, I will gladly never watch a single Christmas Day basketball game that doesn't involve the Cavs. I, I will I will gladly sit down and watch the NFL on Christmas Day. I don't want to watch Baker Mayfield through four interceptions on Christmas Day ever again, but I will gladly <laughs> watch the NFL over. God damn it, they should have won that game. Against who? The Packers. Oh, that's in Lambo. Yeah, <laughs> Baker Mayfield threw four interceptions. Wasn't there? Some, oh, that was the game where it's like, oh, he was being held. He was like the receiver was being held. 
Yeah, the well, we could throw it into three straight into three Packers defensive backs. That's probably going to get picked. <laughs> Man, I'm, I can't believe he's still on this goddamn roster. If I, dude, if I were him, I'd be showing up right now, just like, yeah, oh, what's yeah. up? So, uh, where's my, so where's my locker? So, I mean, I would make it so uncomfortable for them. Like, yeah, I would show up. Like, yeah, okay, I'm here. I would totally troll. Oh, that would, because the Browns, they're not going to trade him. I don't know why the Browns are holding on to him. Just give rid. It's such. I mean, it's not really causing problems at this point. It's more of all the journalists are coming out with think pieces like what the Browns are doing to Baker Mayfield is so criminal. Uh, I don't think it's criminal. I do agree with him. <sighs> but I do agree with him that the whole, like, Andrew Barry told him one thing and then did another was disrespectful. Yeah, that's disrespectful. Yeah, welcome to the NBA. Yeah. Uh, yeah as or our, the NFL, as our... same thing. Yeah, <laughs> but I I think Baker's done enough ridiculous things throughout his career to where I'm not mm. necessarily like stumping for Baker. Like, oh my oh, gosh, he was so wronged by the organization. Like, dude, you're no, kind of ridiculous. Gave, you had four years to build up enough credit to not be wronged by the organization. And now you Listen, got your new quarterback. Many quarterbacks have wronged the Cleveland Browns, so it's about time we do the wronging to the to the quarterback. Do you think that they they were holding on to him because they were afraid that he was going to go to the Steelers? And then the I, I feel like that was – I don't think they were afraid just of the Steelers. I think they were afraid of him going to, into an AFC team. And just, I guess, leaking the state secrets. Either that or – Not even that, just because I don't, want, I don't want to play – I don't want to play a guy in a revenge game. Exactly. Because I know that, especially Baker Mayfield, because you know that chip on his shoulder is ever growing. Uh huh. That would be how much that, that that actually shows you what the Browns think of Baker Mayfield. It's like you know Not what we, we we don't want to face a, a motivated Baker. I can't, if he does get well when he does get released, I'm kind of hoping he goes to Lions. I feel like that could be that could be very interesting because Baker Baker Mayfield is not a bad quarterback. He played injured last year, and it was it was very obvious very obvious that his injury just derailed him, and he tried to suck suck it up, and that was the worst move probably of his career, probably of his life. I do agree, but he also made some goofy decisions on the field. He's he's. Led the NFL in interceptions since he got drafted. So I mean, you're you're just not performing at like you without Baker Mayfield in 2020, they don't go to the playoffs because he was surgical at the end of the year. So that that is in him somewhere. It, mm-hmm. Is it in him now? I don't know. Maybe he got hit so hard it got knocked out of him. But one year with that offense in Detroit, oh yeah, I would give him a year. Jared Goff can take a hike. Well, he yeah, can't because they're kind of stuck with him. But yeah, and uh, John Dorsey's with the Lions. The guy. Who oh, the savior. Mm-hmm. This the savior of. Uh, we were Cleveland. talking about building statues for that guy. <laughs> that, that guy, I I don't even know how to like. 
just a thief in the night just slipped out of town like kind of like Lane Kiffin, I guess at Tennessee. Yeah. Completely like, oh my gosh, it's you know John Dorsey. He's chewing gum. He he loves he he loves Baker Mayfield. He loves Making Kareem splashes. Hunt. Yeah, and then just like, oops, this guy, oops, this isn't working. The master plan. That was the ultimate like, like who's seeing the vision type of uh, right type of franchise. Just like. You know, John Dorsey is a vision, and all the fans are, you know, getting behind him and saying stuff. It's because he, he made moves like a fan. That's why he traded for Odell. He drafted Baker, number one, who was just had the personality that you would, if you were to go into an NFL draft and the Browns were picking number one and they were going to pick a quarterback, and you're like, name the perfect personality to be the quarterback in Cleveland, it would be Baker Mayfield. He drafted Baker Mayfield. He drafted a Buckeye with the fourth pick in that year. Traded for Odell. Would always go out and got Kareem Hunt, a local guy. Like, he he, he played GM like I probably would. <laughs> well, you you do like to play GM on occasion, as we know. Ooh, baby. I like to win GM. Resurrecting MLB franchises. I often every, – every year during the draft, I always manifest at least one player – to the Browns every single time. Oh, Last great. Year, it was JOK, Baker Mayfield, the year the, the year they drafted him. It is criminal that you got him and Newsom. Oh, JOK, yeah. It was JOK, I, I, first round, too. That's what I wanted him. Uh, Richard LeCount in that same draft, he was a safety out of Georgia. I would always mock him to uh, Cleveland. They drafted him. He's not very really good. Um, Nick Chubb was another one. I would always, I would always get him in the third round because I always thought, just, I always thought that draft. I thought that like this was going to be the year where running backs just don't get drafted in the first two rounds, and then one went second overall. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was. I think the year after that, where I started to, I started to buy into the RB hate hype. Mm. Yeah, too many. Saquon Barkley. I wonder when he's going to get traded. Who's I want for? I prior to the draft because the Bills just drafted a running back. Somebody mentioned the Bills, and that would have been awesome. Well, not really because my team has to go through Buffalo to get to the Super Bowl, but that would have been awesome to watch. Yeah, but they already have so many. It's like Zach Moss, Devin yeah. Singletary. I mean, yeah, but those are kind of just guys. They're there. They take snaps. Saquon, that's like more good. than Saquon Barkley can say. They have, I'm not, I'm not perfect... sure that Saquon Barkley takes snaps. That's a fair point. Um, yeah, but like Singletary and Moss, that's like the perfect backfield of just like the new age of running backs, that running backs don't matter. Like those, those are two very solid running backs. Not good, not ones you'll ever pay, but they're very solid. That's how I like my running backs. Good, but not yeah. willing to pay them. Yeah, willing to play this four-year rookie contract and get out, except for Nick Chubb. Listen, when you strike gold, you strike gold. you got to pay the guy if you strike gold. I, I still think it was a mistake to pay him, but I don't know. Dude, I think you're just saying Johnson that because you don't want to face Nick Chubb. No, I'm saying that because – 
Kareem Hunt exists, and also Dearness Johnson looks really good. Like I, I just think that running backs. The I don't think there's much variance between them. I think it's, I, I seriously think it's Derrick Henry, and then everybody else is kind of all together. I, Ch- Ch- I think Derrick Henry is comfortably one A. And then there's a little bit of a. Dr- this isn't going to make sense, but I'm just going to say it. Derrick Henry's one A. There's a little bit of a drop or a, a noticeable drop between 1A and 1B. And I think 1B is Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, but Maybe not Jonathan Taylor yet because I'm not ready to crown him. But what he did last year was pretty unbelievable. I'm so gun-shy on running backs. Dude, I'm upset with Jonathan Taylor because of how many times he ran the ball in college. And I'm also upset with Derrick Henry because I, I seriously think, like, he's one injury in his career is over. Like, I, I already saw the damn burst last year when he when he got that injury and missed all those games. I, I'm, like, it's over. Like, I, I have it convinced in my head that every year is going to be injury-ridden the rest of the rest of his career. I hope not. But, he's so much fun to watch, and I just don't I take know. Tennessee seriously. I know. I don't take him. I, I don't take him seriously with Ryan Tannehill. If Malik Willis turns out to be a dude, well, then you know Tennessee's pretty solid. Other than they probably got to make some moves here. They got to make some tough decisions here. They're uh, gonna have to. They're gonna have to have a long decision about the boy Taylor Lewan. His contract yeah. is way too much money. Yeah. Uh, Which is I, a shame because I, I don't ever want to see Taylor Lewan play for anyone but a, anyone but the Texans. Oh, of course not. It he would is be... so perfect there. Him and Vrabel, which is a weird thing to say, considering one's a Buckeye, one's went to Michigan. Yeah, they play, they play that up well too. I, I like that. Yeah, they do. And what else? What else? Who else is ten? Let's see. Yeah, let's look. Big Tennessee Titans podcast. Let's look at their salary cap. Tennessee uh, Titans. Hey, they Dallas. saved money on AJ Brown. They're gonna save money. Yes, on Ryan that was Dallas huge. Actually, so I like that move. I'm sorry. I'm really starting to like that move. Actually, they're pr- they're prioritizing Luan. Yeah, Taylor Luan is making a base of twelve million, which is the fourth highest on the team. First highest is obviously Ryan Tannehill at twenty nine. That's brutal. Uh, Bud Dupree at sixteen is not very great. All right. Derrick Henry at 12, that's a steal. Um, Julio's no longer there. Robert Woods is only 10. That's really good. Yeah, so how much cap do they have? How much? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to do the math on that. So, times cap, salary cap. Now, you know what? We'll give the list. Most salary cap in the NFL. And it's all salary. How do the Browns have the second most cap space? You guys just gave two. Oh, you know why? Because Deshaun Watson's making one million this year. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's like that's like apparently a thing when these guys sign massive deals. They take a a significant pay cut in the first year. So he's uh he's on well not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the other yeah. Aaron Rodgers it, is always front-loading his contract. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, that's, I would do the same thing. Like, fuck you. Give me my money. Yeah, the Browns have $27 million in cap. The Panthers have 29 Texans have 21 Or the Titans. 
Titans. All right, four million. Lowest is the 49ers with six million or six hundred thousand. Where are your Steelers at? Twelve million. Yeah, I don't how do the Brown they just paid Nick Chubb, they just paid Miles Garrett, they just paid Denzel Ward, they just paid Wyatt Teller, they just paid Joel Petonio. They're about to pay for Jadevian Clowney. I don't understand. <laughs> Listen, there's a reason I don't pay attention to the cap situation in the NFL, and that would be a problem in my hypothetical if I'm ever become an NFL GM. Yeah, that uh, that kind of needs to be a part of it. Yeah, that needs to be addressed. But my my counter to that is I have a salary cap nerd, like an intern that just runs behind me all day. Uh-huh. And, every day and whenever I think of a player, like I'll just be sitting in my office and be like, um... Devontae Adams, can we get him? And he'll just like <laughs> say yes or no, and then be like, all right. And then I just keep Paul moving. Paul DePodesta is hanging out with you? Yeah, yeah. Give me Paul DePodesta. Sashi Brown is going to – or not Sashi Brown. Uh, Andrew Barry is going to step down from the GM role. I'm going to be the GM. He's going to accept that because I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have DePodesta and Andrew Barry, two nerds, one went to Yale, one went to Harvard, and I'm going to have them just consult me on money stuff. And nobody's allowed to be – I want to draft like Kevin Costner in draft day. I want. I just want to draft by myself. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's, allowed to, nobody's allowed to question my decisions. If I hear one person make – like I'm sitting there, you know what, second round, I'm drafting – insert player here. And then the whole room's like, eh, I don't know about that. I'm going to fire any single one who opposes me. On the spot. You're you can't, yeah, like, seriously, that's how I'd run it. We're fair, but harsh. We're harshly fair. Sometimes it's just how it has to be uh, in order to Listen. be successful. Listen, do we want a Super Bowl in Cleveland or not? I will help us out. Simply just get all the good players. That's how you do it right there. Nobody's ever tried that. Nobody's ever tried just having all good players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you just invented that idea. Yeah, seriously. Like, what's stopping the Browns from drafting Tom Brady every year? Nothing. That's what uh, that's what Cowherd says. Yeah, Six round pick. Cowherd says draft the quarterback in the later rounds every single year because you never know when you're going to find think, Tom I do, Brady. I do agree with that strategy, though. I, I just hate giving him credit for anything, so I just I'm kind of holding off on that. Although I, I, I agree with that either. strategy because you don't want to be paying your third string quarterback over a million dollars. That's bad. Oh, I, I totally agree. Which I think the Browns are doing. I don't know how much Josh Dobbs is making. <laughs> Josh Dobbs, one year, okay. Thanks for telling me the money. Yeah, exactly. 1.1. Me and Andrew Barry can have a talk. Yeah. I can walk to the facility right now. Andrew Barry, I am like 20 paces away. You're demanding that he pays less than a million? Yes. I'm demanding you pay Josh Dobbs no more than $999,999. Exactly. No no roster bonuses, no incentives, nothing. If you want incentives, be better at playing quarterback. Josh That's Dobbs his incentive. 27? Right 
Man, he, I thought he. Ah, uh, but he spent so much time at Tennessee. It makes him feel older than that. I know. I I thought he was like thirty. And yeah, Josh Dobbs. Apparently, like an, a like a astrophysicist in his spare time. Really, he's a he's a bit of yeah, a, like he is Trevor like Trevor Bauer. He's got engineering interests. No, like he's like for like he majored in it at Tennessee, like. I think he worked there when he wasn't with the Steelers. I think he, I think he worked at NASA. He worked at a, NASA. Yeah, because he, I, I know he's like ridiculously smart. Like I remember somebody, I think, I read an article about it a couple of years ago after he got drafted, or it was a couple of years after he was in the league, and it was pretty clear that he was never going to be a starting quarterback. And it was oh, yeah. like something like like he could quit football right now and go make like so much more money doing Gosh. what he majored in. Were the Steelers his first team? I think they drafted him. I think so too. In the fourth round. Yeah. And then he went to the Jags and then came back. He was with the Jags for a brief time. The Steelers feel like a team that have, like, backup quarterbacks that are there for, like, a decade. Uh, Charlie Batch was definitely. Charlie Batch. Um, Landry Jones was there for Landry a while. Landry Jones, yes. Beat the Browns. Um, beat the Browns to secure an 0-16 season. <laughs> With the, I guess Landry Josh Jones, man. Um, I feel early like 2010s. Tommy Matt, well, I don't know. Nah, that was um, he was way before that. Let um, me let me just Google it. Twenty ten, maybe Batch, but I don't think he played that long. Um, because because we always used to I, play the Steelers I, in Pittsburgh on Week Seventeen, the Browns, and we would always because the Steelers were always oh, the playoff spot by then. Byron Leftwich, I forgot. Byron Leftwich, yes. Yeah, absolutely. The uh oh, and then Michael Vick for a very brief moment. That, yeah. But yeah, Byron Leftwich would have been the one that I was thinking of. I kind of the Browns had that. Oh, just well, you were kind of right. Char- Char- years. Charlie Batch was there way longer than I thought he was. How long? Um, at least through, at least through 2012, he was with us till he was like 38. Damn! Wow. But Jeez. yeah, I guess Byron Leftwich would have been the one that I was forgetting. Do- uh, yeah, I'm reading Josh Dobbs' Wikipedia page. He majored in aerospace engineering. Who was that yeah. like, Chiefs lineman who semi-retired to go fix COVID? I I do remember. I I know what you're talking about. I think it was a linebacker. The university presented him with the 2017 Torchbearer Award, the highest honor for an undergrad student. He had a perfect 4.0 GPA. Yeah, Buddy is smart. Yeah, man, good for him. Wow. I mean, it wasn't that smart. He played football at Tennessee. Uh, they were ready. Right yeah, that was a Mickey Mouse ass. Hey, Tennessee's playing decent football. Let's give them the – they're ranked 19th this week. Yeah, and then uh, – hey, they made it to the top 10. With him. They did. I remember that. They had that big game against Oklahoma. 
Yeah. You know, um, Baker Mayfield what, came to Tennessee. That was I remember that. That that's one of those like neutral or not neutral um out of conference matchups. That's like it perks like it's not it's not Georgia Clemson on paper, but it's like ooh, like last year Penn State and Auburn. It's like ooh, those teams don't really play. It was the 2016. It was after the yes. Hail Mary against Georgia. Oh, right after, right game. after that, right after that, they made the top ten and then lost the next week in one of the greatest games ever against Texas A&M. A&M. Yeah. Yes. What a game that was. That was a great was. game. That was a great game. God, I miss college football so much. I know, man. Again, fired up. We're talking about recruiting. You know, and it's a problem, is because we're 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 just now hitting summer, so we're still quite away, quite a ways away. Yeah, it's eighty-five the, degrees here in Cleveland, and I am fucking sick of it. I um, man, to all I was my like, hoodie it, brothers out there, that I should hoodie brothers was not the word the term to use there. To all my people who like hoods <laughs> out there. We like hoodies, stay strong. These these are our lean months, but we're gonna get through. Man, dude, I am dying for some football. You're not. You haven't been watching the USFL or whatever the hell's going on right now. Oh no, no. I uh, when I saw Paxton Lynchstone interception, I I, I quit oh, in protest. Did Shea? I think Shea Patterson got benched in the first game, and he was the first overall pick in that league. Yes, he did. And well, what was I going to say? Oh, um, one of the Mickey Mouse ass football leagues, the whatever I think the Edmonton Elks, home of uh, J T. Barrett's professional football career, is now signing Cardell Jones. So Cardell Jones is replacing J T. Barrett again. Oh, so this is perfectly fitting. It all comes full circle. Part, yeah, it all comes together. I love it. I, lo- I want I want Braxton Miller to go there too. Play a little wide receiver. Braxton Miller spent a preseason with the Browns. Uh, really? Was that? that I think it was. Just, I think it was recently. I think it was yeah. twenty twenty. Huh. You, you, yeah, you didn't make the team, but God, I wanted him. I wanted him to be so good. Twenty nineteen, he's with the Browns. And then Vince Young had his mysterious. Stint with the I think Cleveland he was there guy. for like ten days. But <laughs> like, I think he was there for a handful of days. Thanks, Young. But we can confirm that he did that he did exist there. I did. Yes, yeah. I can confirm. I did. I did see him with my own two eyes at a training camp. Yeah. Who was uh? Wait, who did you just say recently was um? You saw the stoplight, Brandon Weeded? Deshaun Watson. Um, no, uh, I thought you said that Brandon Weeden was. Brandon Weeden, when I was younger, flipped me off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, and I still don't know why. Because I just, I saw him and I was probably, I was probably 13. I saw him, recognized him, and I gave him like one of those like half ass salutes with like two fingers off my, off my forehead. And he just flipped me off. Oh, what a jerk. Like, damn. Okay, I was so close. Vince right. Young signed on May 1st, 2014 with the Browns. He was released May 12th, 2014. So I was off by a day. He was there for 11 days. People forget that extra day. Oh, uh, yeah. The 11th day was uh, 
his going away party. The eleventh day, he rested. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, exactly. Vince Young I mean. made two Pro Bowls. Yeah, one of them was his rookie year. He won Rookie of the Year too. Yeah, I think that was kind of like they were just willing him to be the face of the league, and he just didn't. No, he he really did not. His rookie year, he completed 51% of his passes for 2,100 yards, 12 touchdowns, and 13 picks, rookie of the year, and pro bowler. Uh, But he did run for 552 yards and seven touchdowns. His second pro bowl year was in 2009. Um, He threw for 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions, completed 58% of his passes for 1,800 yards, and he ran for... 281 yards. Into, how in the fuck did he make the Pro Bowl? Did every quarterback die? They must have all passed. Okay, who made the Super Bowl in 2000? Okay, so Bray, Manning and Breeze. Um, Tom Brady yeah. is probably just so over the Pro Bowl at that point in his career. Yeah, that just continued. Brett Favre, that would have been his last year. Ah, who fucked The 2009 Pro Bowl. I don't, uh, now I got to look up the 2009 Pro Bowl roster, and then we can get to trivia. <laughs> Pro Bowl roster. Let's see what we got here. Peyton Manning. Okay, so the Pro Bowlers were Peyton Manning, Drew Brees were the top twos, and they obviously didn't go. Yeah. Philip Rivers, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, David Garrard, Donovan McNabb, Aaron Rodgers, Tony Romo, Matt Schaub, Vince Young. Huh. David Matt Garrard, Schaub, Jesus. my gosh. David Garrard. Beat the Steelers in a playoff game. In Pittsburgh. Gosh, darn it. I remember that because I rooted for the Steelers that year. No. Well, I got to hear the background on this. I, d- I definitely said this, but w- when I was younger and just learned what professional football was, um, the Cleveland Browns were extremely terrible. <laughs> and the team that I first discovered, the Ohio State Buckeyes, were the opposite of terrible. So I'm like, I don't want to root for terrible. I want to keep rooting for good teams. And it just so happened the first game I watched, I believe it was a Thursday night game, and the Steelers beat the Browns by like 30. And I'm like, I'm rooting for the Steelers, having no idea they were our biggest rivals. But I was such a dickhead at that time that I'd like when my parents told me like, no, we hate the Steelers. I just leaned into it. I'm like, no, I'm a Steelers fan. I had a Ben Roethlisberger jersey. You did? Yeah. Wow. I can't even believe that. I think I started being a Browns fan in 06 or 07. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't care. But um, I just remember watching David Garrard dice up our Pittsburgh Steelers. Our our, uh, yeah, right after you watched our Notre Dame Fighting Irish lose. I was the- probably rooting for Notre Dame at that time, too. You were – this podcast was, was meant to be. I was you, a yes, son of a bitch. Yeah, you were. You, you really I were. I still am. Because <laughs> now I'm at to the point in my, football, or my sports fandom to where I root for my teams and I just don't hate my rivals anymore. I only hate my rivals during rivalry week or game up because I – I, I'm, I'm not crossing out M's uh, the week Ohio State basketball plays Michigan. That, uh, uh, first I'm not of all, crossing just... out 
I'm not crossing out on the day Ohio State football plays Ohio State. <laughs> that's so cheesy. That I, that's that's so definitely a tradition it. that I, I oh I hate it. I hate that. I hate the Ohio State. I, I love that. I, I, I love do that like OHIO. I, I'm in on that. I'm in on that. OHIO is sick because it's the, the you can do the OHIO in the stadium, the four sections of the stadium. Um, Dude, I got an OH in uh, St. Louis last summer. I didn't even realize it. I was wearing an Ohio State shirt around Bush Stadium, so my red just kind of blended in. And someone oh, yeah. gave me an OH. And I was like, kind of like taking it back. Like, like who? why are people talking to me? No one knows me here. But I, it was, it was great. I do appreciate that. That's the, a good way for the alumni base to communicate with each other out in the wild, you know? Yeah, just OH. Yeah, and I'll be like, all right. Like on vacation. It. It's on like vaca- a better on- Jeep wave. Right. If you go on vacation and like I'm obviously I'm always wearing something Ohio State on every other day, like a shirt, a hoodie or a hat or something like that. <laughs> Not more than every, like every three days, I probably wear an Ohio State hoodie or a hat or a shirt or whatever or a pair of sweatpants that I have. That's Ohio State. Um, if you go on vacation and you wear an Ohio, something Ohio State, somebody's going to give you an OH. Yeah, it happens. It's happened on every vacation I've ever been on. All those beach trips with you and you standing on the yeah, beach in your, for, in your hoodie. Except for the year 2007, the Lord, the, the year of our Lord, the year of Cleveland sports. Um, I went on a cruise in June of 2007. Just so happens the Cavs were in the NBA Finals then. I swear to God, the entire cruise was either San Antonio Spurs fans or Cleveland Cavalier fans. Swear to God, every single person was either wearing a Cleveland Cavaliers shirt or jersey or whatever or a San Antonio Spurs Spurs something every single person man it was bananas <laughs> so you were probably like locked you're like these are my people like I'm, I'm all the sports fans are here this is where I need to be uh, I was nine and I was just everything anybody but my team suck ass and I hate them <laughs> so I was very upset when the Spurs won because yeah, they got swept. So I think I watched. I remember watching Game One at my house. I think we were on that cruise for Games Three and Four. Were any grown men trash talking you? Like, ah. Probably. I think two thousand seven. Two thousand seven is very hazy for me for some reason, other than my sports team. Right on. Did you? Um, by the way, I don't think I've ever been were... heckled. What you've never been heckled at a sport? Well, now that I say that, I don't know if I have either. To be fair, like truly, like heckled, like some people have told me to shut the fuck up, but <laughs> like a parent told me to shut up one time because I was swearing next to his kid, oh. and I that was the whole thing. I said, yeah, "God damn, I... my friend," and this dude was about ready to punch me. But um, how did that go? I actually want to hear this story. Nothing. I just kind of like brushed it off. Like I didn't even look at him. Like yeah, sure, man. And I went back to talking to my friends. That's like the ultimate power move. If you want somebody to stop talking to you, just don't look at them and just say yeah, sure, man, and just go talk to somebody else immediately. They'll stop one hundred percent of the time. I did have a slight interaction. Um, it was the Ohio State Penn State game, twenty seventeen. 
Oh, oh yeah. The 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 crowd was significantly more packed than usual. I noticed, and um, I was and it was one of those things where every like shoulder to shoulder, and all and you could tell that the people next to you looked like they were twenty seven and not students. And then you look up to their buddies behind them, and they were definitely not students. So it's it started to be a little bit of a foreign crowd, even though it was all Buckeye fans in the student section. It wasn't Buckeye students, so right. Apparently, oh yeah, I, I remember I, that student section. Without even realizing it, I had been shuffling over, at, like, you know, so, someone, someone at some point in the row, kind of leans or steps to the side, and you like the entire row shuffles down a little bit. Apparently, I had gotten like completely in this guy's v- viewpoint, <laughs> and with this being the biggest game, uh, he had something to say to me, and I kind of. And I will say this guy had high ground on me, and so I, I was a little bit, uh, a little bit put off by the fact that he didn't look like he was a student that he's hanging out in the student section. I'm like, dude, I didn't say this, but in my head, I'm like, dude, this is my territory, not yours. But he had the high ground, and he was uh, far more aggressive than me. Although he did, he said it kind of quietly, but. Just if you read the sentence that he said, it was like, oh, you know, he he means business. But it it was kind of a hollow threat. Like he was gonna like, I don't remember what he said. If he's like, like I'm gonna punch you or beat you, beat you up or what? I don't remember what he said. Um, Not a particularly big guy too. But I I kind of looked back at his buddies like, really? (laughs) And like one of his buddies apologized to me. They're like, hey, like, hey, sorry, man. Like we can't really see. You know, you're kind of tall. Just and you know you you've been shuffling over a little bit like can you just like move over and I'm like yes yes I will and I like tried to try to make an example out of him by like yes thank thank you for asking me nicely I will now shuffle over and like so like his his buddies were nicer about it but I was like man I, I've thought about that before going back in time and like with me being a freshman I would have man if I, if I had the high ground that would have gone differently but he had the high huh. ground and I had, I had to make a calculated decision. Um, I do remember now that you, Ohio State student section, um, the Michigan game in 2018, oh, there gosh. were, there was like three Michigan fans behind us somehow. Like not like, you know, how the student section, it's used to stand. It's not the yeah. immediate row behind me, but it was two rows behind me. Uh-huh. And I, me and my friend, because Ohio State came out and just punched them in the mouth. And what they were up twenty-one to six at one point, and me and my friend, my friend Ryan, every time Ohio State would score, we would always over-exaggeratedly celebrate because that was our thing. <laughs> and then we would, we would for every touchdown, we'd be like, "That's one," and then if the second touchdown, that's two, uh-uh. and then, and then these Michigan, and that's when Michigan scored a touchdown late in the second quarter, and then the botched uh, kickoff where Michigan immediately scored again, heading into halftime. Ohio State ended up kicking a field goal. But those we could hear those guys behind us saying, oh, that's one, that's two, uh-huh. and like stuff like, oh, they're being awfully quiet right now. And I'm yeah. like, if Ohio State runs away with this game, I'm going to get ignorant. Uh-huh. And Ohio yeah, State started running away with this game. And I just like every time I would just – I would I don't remember what I said. I probably just some combination <laughs> of like – Oh no! Oh no! Like that was my big thing when I was like trying uh, to heckle. 
Like, I'd yeah. be, like, sarcastic. Oh, my God, this can't be happening. Like, Jim, Harbaugh, you can't be ha- this can't be happening. Yeah. Chris Olave cannot be catching two touchdowns and blocking punts. Can't happen. Yeah. But Jim, yeah back, happen. back when no one knew who he was. Yeah, they were calling him Chris Olave. Exactly. That's what we were. That's what we were all calling him in the student section. Like, who the fuck is Chris Olave? <laughs> a future first round pick. That. Yeah, came first round picks. Uh, most touchdowns in the history of Ohio State reception. Mm-hmm. Man, but, um, um, that's the second was... most attended game at Ohio Stadium. The Ohio State Penn State game was one hundred nine thousand. Yeah, that game made me. Despite the fact that that atmosphere was so awesome, that was the I greatest can... game I ever went to at Ohio I, State. I, I did. I did miss the uh, those Maryland noon games where, like, oh. you, there's plenty of room and no one's going to the games. I I know. I know. But oh, I went to. I, I, I went enjoyed to see the. Ohio. I enjoyed the, the elbow but run. I man, I somehow my friends dragged me to Ohio Stadium. To watch Ohio State play Miami of Ohio in 2019 in 97 degree weather was that Miserable. 70? Was that 76 to five? It was, and like Miami was winning like two to nothing with like two minutes left in the first quarter, and this dude behind me was just going oh. ballistic, like thinking <laughs> we were going to like drop out of the top 25. That was the one thing. Like I, I almost like I could have been in like several thousand fights. At Ohio Stadium, just because of the people, the way things people were talking about, the way people were talking behind me. Poor sports knowledge. No, not even that. It was, I, w- I would just get pissed off at people when they would make fun of JT Barrett. Oh, well, you wouldn't want to hear because what I, I was hearing in the listen, stands I'm, at that Oklahoma game. I'm leading the charge on the JT Barrett battle. Like, he was my guy. I was defending him to the death. Until you saw everybody that came after him, and you're like, oh, this guy wasn't that good. No, you know, no, no. <laughs> he was good. Set all those Big Ten records. Just wasn't good against the good opponents. He was good when I needed him to be good. Oh, my God. Except for Clemson. But- but I didn't really need him to be good because I, truthfully, I did not watch that game. You did not? I watched the first, that's a lie. I watched the first quarter. When Durbin missed back-to-back field goals, it was over. I watched the first quarter. I don't even th- I think, I think it was like 7 nothing Clemson after the first. And I'm like, they're going to lose 45-7. to they're, they're so outclassed by this team. Because it was also, it factored in, that was the late game, and it was New Year's Eve. Yeah, and you, and you I was, probably uh, watched college football all day up to that point. And were yeah, I was a freshman in college, so I was probably partying at that time. Because I'm washed now. Yeah, oh, you don't, have, you don't have it anymore? I don't got me. I, it's, I, lost, I lost my fastball. It's gone. I went day <laughs> drink. We went, we, had, we went day drinking at Bowling Green a couple weeks ago. I, I was... Took me an hour to get drunk before it'd take me like three hours. <laughs> and then you're going to bed early. Oh yeah, like I was by three o'clock I was done. I'm like, I cannot drink anymore. Oh wow. I'm so I'm I'm washed. I got nothing left in the tank. 
That is unlike a lot of the stories we used to talk about, how you and your buddies were like 1 a.m. UFC fights. Oh, yeah, those are the times. Oh, my gosh. I mostly hate going out. Going out stinks for the birds. Well, that's that's fair enough. I just like going on walks now. I'm a big fan of the night walk. Oh, I take night walks all the time. I've been doing that just to – well, mostly because – Go ahead. I practically live in a park, so that's kind of an added bonus. Well, I do it just because I, I really pay attention to my steps on my uh, health app on my phone. Ah. So it's like if, I, if I've if i been seeing that I've been being lazy all day and just been sitting on the couch. There you go. And, uh, and of course, just me procrastinating, it, it'll be like the last hour, like it'll be like 10 p.m. And I'll be like, man, I haven't done anything all day. I just got to go walk. <laughs> so it's. It's a lot of late night walks because, quite honestly, I just didn't get myself motivated to do it until the like very last hour possible. I they're they're practically I need to do them now because the life of just blogging about sports and gambling on sports as a career, uh, you sit on your ass a lot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't move. I don't move a whole lot. I'm very the chair I'm sitting in right now is practically where I I wake up, come to this chair, and go back to bed. <laughs> so all you need is one bedroom. I mean, the apartment I live in, the mother-in-law suite on my grandmother's house, it's literally just the living room and kitchen connected in a bedroom and the bathroom. I'm about to live in a, yeah, I know. I'm about to go live in a studio apartment, which is going to be all of that in the same room, which is fine. Because, like, I mean, what, I don't need more. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, why, why wouldn't I get a studio? Like, I remember... After after my college apartment, when my last college apartment lease came to an end, I was debate. I was just weighing my options. I'm like, what if I just got a studio apartment? And all my friends were like, Nah, you, nah. Why would you want a studio? You got, they're so small. I'm like, What do I need? Yeah, it's like, what space do I need? None. Yeah, seriously, I'm not. I'm not doing yoga in here. Yeah. Although when I, I want to buy an Oculus just so I can do the boxing. Oh, uh, oh the uh, oh I think I know what you mean. Well, yeah, the VR cool. headset. I want to do the boxing and I want to play the bar fight game, where you just you're just in a bar fight. Yeah, I'm on. Um, whew, I feel really, really, really good right now because I I've been on Rivals just looking up old players <laughs> and where they went on their official visits for like the past half hour. Oh yes, I can't. I like to do the the what if game a lot and just see like top players, top three to five schools ish. Um, Notre Dame was in Sean Wade's final three schools. Thank the Lord. Oh, really? Dodge a bullet there, Jesus. Yeah. Whew. All right, we're okay. We, we're okay. Now let me see. Sean Wade prior to the his last year was awesome at Ohio State because him coming back was a big deal. Oh, he was he like supposed to go seventh overall in the mock draft. Yeah, he announced it on goddamn Sports Center. Yeah, now that's the last. I'll tell you what, that's the last time he's ever been on Sports Center. Yeah, dude can't find dude. Dude can't find Sports Center right now. <laughs> but it was um, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Virginia Tech were the three schools he visited. Where's he? Is he from Virginia? No, he's from Jacksonville. Ah, I should know that. We we only recruit. Florida, Texas, California, and Ohio these days. 
or we used to, we're kind of, that's a, just a complete lie. I just told we are the quarterback. We just got uh, the number one quarterback, Arizona. No, yeah, him, but no, we just got, we got an, he's at, he's on campus right now. What's his name? Devin Brown or something like that. Yeah, 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 him. He's, he's from Utah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so is um, uh, Jackson Dart. Really? Who's now at Ole yeah. Miss? Ole Miss. That's going to be a fun team. I can't wait to bet. I, I think they may be the team I just bet at the start of the year, and I'm right, I'm going down with the ship, good or bad. <laughs> you just got to stay they, with them. They, Every... They're good. They're going to be good. Man, they're um... – I was looking at some players yesterday. Uh, I was well. I was looking at rivals, and their uh, top, however many, uh, their top two fifty. There were already mm-hmm. four transfers from just last year's true freshman class. Th- this whole transfer portal stuff is ridiculous. Yeah, Jordan, we didn't. We never talked about Jordan Addison. That's. I knew when I saw that tweet because the, the uh, Pittsburgh guy who worked at the fan was it Filipponi. Uh, I think so. He uh, he tweeted it out. He's like, rumors surrounding the Pitt program that Jordan Addison is hitting the portal and intends to go to USC. That was like two days before it was officially reported. So that it's been a weird because it was originally he's getting a $3 million NIL deal to go to USC. Now it's he hasn't officially talked to USC. And then I think yesterday he was on an official visit to Texas. Yeah, because B. John Robinson was posting pictures of him. Who B. John Robinson's way. got an NIL deal by Lambo dealership. Yeah, he's a, exactly. He's uh he's gonna be driving a Lamborghini around, which is nice. Yeah, I wish I could do that. And someone is gonna overdraft a running back next year because of him. Yeah, they kind of got. That's a good recruiting trip. Recruiting chip for Texas. I mean, in Columbus, we have Mark Wahlberg will give you a truck. <laughs> exactly. Martin. Mark Wahlberg, Chevrolet. That's always so funny. When I when I when I lived in Columbus seeing that, hey Trevor Story hit a home run. Good for him. When I would see the Mark Wahlberg Chevrolet of Columbus, that would always just make me laugh for some reason. Uh I did I got a text from one of my friends. Um oh wow, this was like a half hour ago. Rangers <laughs> are on a five three penalty kill fifteen seconds into the game. How did that? Ha- oh, oh, God! The Bucks game is on right now. I got Bucks plus six. Yeah, you gotta follow. Hey, you got some trivia for me? Yes, I do. Hold on, I just gotta, gotta get the YouTube TV up because this is top priority. Uh-huh. Are the Penguins up three one against the Rangers right now? I haven't paid three, much attention. Three two. Yeah, the Rangers stink. I don't know why Tell- I think that. I think they stink. Oh man, it's the that- second quarter. They got that Alexier Lafran something or other. Yeah, that uh, Swedish? Is he Swedish? I don't know, but he was supposed to be He was a, the number one pick, yeah. He, he's supposed to be a stud. I think I remember, because I fo- there's a guy I follow. I don't know why we follow each other, but we always like and retweet each other's stuff. He's a big Rangers fan, so I have a lot of Rangers content on my timeline. And I think at the beginning of the season, like, he was really bad. But then I think he, like, picked it up. And that he was, like, I don't know if he was the Rangers' X factor for their big turnaround this season. But I think he really helped. 
speaking of turnarounds, the Canadians have been, got the number one pick a year after being in the Stanley Cup. Um, oh, what oh, did the Blue yeah. J- or Blackhawks get? I forgot. No, they their pick uh, was traded to Columbus. Oh, that's right. Six that's overall. Right. Uh, not, why, I don't give a shit about the NHL draft. I just wait until the players get good and I start rooting for the team. Yeah, I, the NHL I do love drafts, but oh, the NHL draft is not one of them. No, certainly not. Neither is the MLB draft. I only watch the draft lottery shows of the NHL just to see who gets the number one pick, just so I'm curious. By the exactly. way, the NBA lottery is in like five days. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll be, I'll be tuning in. All right, before, one last thing before trivia. I'm going to run a tankathon simulator, and that's going to be the lottery. Then lottery. Let's see what we got. Let's see what comes oh, in. this is oh David Stern calling it in. Jesus Christ, the Knicks number one pick. Hmm. Sacramento two, Orlando three. My Cleveland Cavaliers fourteen. Fourth day. They're that's I think they're fun. locked into fourteen. What like what? Oh you wait, no, that's not? no. They have a um a two per, two and a half percent chance at the top four. Uh, wow. Anybody you know have two what? picks? No. Miracles do happen. Nobody has two picks. Wait, so it's like if they don't get into the top four, then they're... I think it's top four or 14. Their two options are they're the last pick of the lottery or they're in the top four. That makes no sense to me. I, it's so weird. I, I like... I, I kind of like what they used to do, where it was just there were 10 teams, and or I don't know how many teams were in the lottery, but everyone had a 10% shot. Everyone had equal odds. I kind of like that. I, the way I wish it were, and, and but I, I wish it were that just like literally just straight up pick ping pong balls, not this like we only pick the top four and then everybody else just falls into place. I don't like that. Yeah. I can't be my team picking in the lottery again. That's so fucking sick. Okay, who won trivia last week? You or me? It was you because I blew every single answer. Yes, that's okay. All right, so it's six to four. So we're closing the gap. Yes. I all right. I don't think the, these are not the three most challenging I've ever come up with, but I think they're three very solid trivia questions you can just ask. So like a rant. Somebody who's not a sports fan like you and I, but somebody like a notch below us. All right. I have uh, I have one that I think it, it might be too easy, but if you asked it to me, I would it would have been one of those like, wow, I forgot that. Right. So I do have one that I, I'm not sure if I asked you this question or not. Okay. So we'll get so, there we'll get there when we get there. All right. Number one, hit me with it. Okay. We'll just start with that one then. Since 2010, five Colorado Rockies have won the batting title. I'll give you two of them. You just have to name at least one more. DJ LeMayhew and Charlie Blackman. Three others have won since 2010. Michael Kadire. Yes. That was the one I didn't think you were going to get. 2013. Yep. It was uh, Cargo and then uh, Morneau. Justin Morneau won one there. 
Wow, he did? Man. I know, that was that was surprising. He was... What? I He was old at that point. Yeah, that was... That, that was after he was in Pittsburgh. Which no one remembers that he was in Pittsburgh. He was only 33, but... It was 2014, wow. actually. He... Wow. He hit 319. The, uh, he's only hit 300. Oh, no, he's done it a couple times. Okay. Okay, so one nothing. Okay. Um, who was Florida's quarterback before Kyle Trask? Oh, this could be literally any. Um, fuck. It may have been Felipe Franks. Oh, the problem, they were so, they had been so mediocre for so many years. They had a lot of quarterbacks <laughs> in a short yeah, amount of time at this point. They have run through them. Like, I could say Emory Jones, and I would believe it. <laughs> but, but not not, not to distract from this, but I, I did see a, uh, I saw a headline that said, Emory Jones signs huge NIL deal with Arizona State. And I saw it, in it, which was actually my introduction to the fact that he even transferred to Arizona State. I didn't even know that. But it was uh, $75,000 in a car, which seems very cheap <laughs> as far as NIL deals are going nowadays. Um, I feel like you're trying to trick me here because I feel like the obvious answer is Felipe Frank. So I'm just going to say Felipe Franks. It is him. And oh, no. It, it was him. Okay. It was him? Yeah. I, if you asked me that, I may, I just would not have remembered him. Okay. I, what I was going to say, because it all came in my head, that I remember Malik Zaire, I think, transferred there and started a year. That's what. I, that's the route I think you were going. That, had to, that was the year before, I guess. Okay. I, I vaguely remembered that at the end there. And when you – and when it when I his name came into my head, I'm like, oh, of course he gave me a Malik Zaire question. But anyway, I was kind of, I was kind of hoping that you would uh, I was kind of hoping you'd say Luke Del Rio. Luke, De, I don't remember Luke Del Rio. Neither, neither did I, until I was taking a quiz one time on Sporkle, one of my favorite websites. <laughs> I was taking a quiz, and apparently he like he was the quarterback of a Florida team that made back to back SEC championship games. I don't remember that. Really? Yeah. 15, 16. Don't remember him. I don't remember them. Georgia must have been dog shit those years. Yeah. Shockingly, the score is tied one-to-one. Yes. Um, My second one, also a quarterback question, college football quarterback question. Who was Oregon's starting quarterback in the 2011 National Championship game? Darren Thomas. God damn it. I saw that name, and I'm like, ooh, that seems like a name people forgot. Well, that's that was the exact that was the spirit of my Felipe Franks question. So God damn it, we're, we're right there. Okay, um, this one. is a to- this is a total question that you would ask me. Okay, um, so I'm trying. I'm dishing it back to you. Which two active MLB players lead the league in career WAR? I'm trying to think if Mike Trout. Be up there. But I don't know if he is. Oh, Albert Pujols. 
Albert Pujols for sure. It's between it's Mike Trout or it's one of these pitchers that's been here for, or it might be. Oh no, Robinson Cano's got cut, so he well he'd still be active. Then there's Miguel Cabrera. I don't, I don't think Miguel Cabrera's prime was like two separate primes. And Albert Pujols' prime was like 30 years. So Albert Pujols for sure. And okay, so I'm, uh, Albert Pujols is locked in. And it's between Mike Trout, Clayton Kershaw, and Miguel Cabrera. I'm going to say Trout because I just think he is. Cause it's got to be, yeah, Trout and um, Albert Pujols. Two for two. Mm. Where's, <laughs> um, where, do you have Miguel Cabrera? Do you have that list up? Uh, I don't have it up, but I, it was Granky was third and Kershaw was fourth. Wow. Well, Granky, I think this is his 20th year. So that makes sense. Probably. And he's been good for all 20 of them. Dang it, I should have just ask that. What? All right, here, I'll get you the – all right, Pujols one, Trout two, Granky, Kershaw, then Verlander. Ooh, forgot about Verlander. Cano six, Cabrera seven, okay. Scherzer eight, and just for the sake oh, of the top sure. ten. Joey Votto nine. Uh, I'm scrolling. I don't see any bold names. I feel like Evan Longoria is up there. Paul Goldschmidt, 10. Evan Longoria. No way. He has a high war. Uh, well, it's He's taken been me a long time, too. Yeah, but at this point. Yeah, Evan Longoria is above Paul Goldschmidt. He is? Not by much, but Goldschmidt's 51.4 and Longoria's 57.5. Did I just scroll right over his name? Oh, yeah, I must have. Uh, oh, well. Shout out Bobby Bonds. I apologize, Mongolia. Yeah, you better. Yeah. All right, this is a oh. rare two to two barn yeah. Um, Besides the Yankees, who was the last team to repeat as World Series champion? Huh. Well, the Giants did it every other year, so it's not going to be them. All right, let's see. Red Sox had 04 and 07, so that's no. Cardinals had 07. Whew! Uh, we're going back pretty far, I think. Um, we might be going all the way back to the 90s, to be quite honest with you. Because um, Red Sox... And then, but what team? I don't know. We talked about the Giants and the A's, but like, I don't know. The Yankees were also turned it up in the 90s, so that might just the entire 90s might have just been. <laughs> Man, this is this is a this is a tough question. Um, I'm I'm gonna have to pre- go ahead and start preparing some. Uh, well, I don't. I, I shouldn't high step before I get to the yeah, end. Yeah, hold on a minute there. <laughs> uh, let me say, 
Oh, I mean, I got 29 options. Pick one. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm going to say the Cardinals just because I know that they have a lot of World Series championships. I think they have either 12 or 13. So I think they have the second go, most. Yeah, I'm going to go with the team that has the second most just for that reason and that reason alone. But if, it is. Oh, if it's the Pirates in the 70s, this is upsetting, but go ahead. You were right. It was in the 90s. It was oh, the Toronto right. Blue Jays, 92 oh. and 93. Yeah, People yeah, forget yeah. They, they beat the Braves. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I am people. Um, <laughs> shoot, okay, well, um, let's ask this question. going to be tough, I, I think. Um, question I would not have gotten, I will fully admit. Okay. Uh, in 2008, Michigan had lost Chad Henney to the NFL. Which two quarterbacks rotated at that position throughout that year to replace him? Um, Ryan Mallett and – you said 2008, right? 2008. Uh, wouldn't be Mallett. Um, oh, his last name was – I can't remember his first name. His last name was like three or something like – something stupid like that. It was like T-H-E-E-R-E-T, something stupid. It was three – Steve – I think Stephen Three. I don't know if that's how you say his last name. But I definitely said all the letters in his name. The Bucks are part keep chicken in this game. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I don't know this one. Uh, Stephen Three and it wouldn't be Tate Forcier. Him and Ryan Mallett. Stephen Three and Nick Sheridan. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember Nick Sheridan at all. I can't believe you even remembered Stephen Three. I, I, I usually know. I'm usually pretty good at knowing Mich- what Michigan's doing. Because I obviously take a great interest in them because they're our rival. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're the only one who I really pay attention to what they're doing on like recruiting. I mean, I. We're going into overtime. Uh, yeah, now I got to think of a question. Um, um, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a coaching question. I just got to think of something here. Oh, yeah, I'll give you. Like- it's going to be NFL coaching. It's going to be an NFL coaching one. I just got to think of. I got, I got to think of a good coach to think. Who came before and after? Ooh, I got a good team. I just gotta think. I just gotta find the right time, right era. Stupid ass website. <laughs> Uh, this team, yeah, I don't know if you would know. Um, I can go first if you want me to. No, I got it. All right. Okay, so from 2013 to 2016, Mike McCoy was the Chargers head coach. 
Who were the two previous head coaches of the Chargers? Wow. The two Uh, previous head coaches prior to 2013. Oh, man. Um... Oh, oh man! One of them. One of I will say they, there are two names. There are two names that you will know. I'm not giving you like okay. some some random asshole. Like two names you would know. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say one of them, Schottenheimer. That's that's it's something similar to that. If it's not him, um, one of them just I swear just died recently. So we'll just say. I will, I, I'm not going to say if Schottenheimer is an answer, but he did die. He just died a year ago, I think. Okay, Brian Schottenheimer. Oh, uh, uh, man. I think Marty's the old one. There's a Marty and there's a Brian. Um, I think Marty's really old, so I'll just say Brian Schottenheimer. Well, Marty's no. the one who died. Marty. Okay, Marty Schottenheimer is my guess. And I feel like since you're giving me these hints, then it is not him. But that's okay because I don't even know who the second one would be. Um, so how far back would we have to go? Who would have been the head coach during the Drew Brees era? Um, wow, wow, wow. This is a – I man, I was having – all right. Schottenheimer and, Sh- and Shanahan. Shanahan's not correct. I'm hopeful that Schottenheimer is. I didn't think you were going to get Schottenheimer. It is Marty Schottenheimer is, was from 2002 to 2006. I thought you were going to get this guy right away, North Turner. <laughs> that, that's a name I should have gotten. He he was he was there from 07 to 12, but it felt like he was there for 20 years. Yeah, it did. It did. Gosh, man, I got Schottenheimer. All right, um, Rudy Gobert and Nikola Jokic. We're one and two in the NBA in rebounding per, in rebounds per game this year. Who was third? It's a good question. Testing my ability of not watching the NBA. <laughs> so you said Jokic and who? Gobert was one. Jokic was two. Who was okay. three? Giannis, maybe. Capella. Oh, 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 oh. No, 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 no. I know this answer. How? First of all, how do you know the answer? How? Because I bet this rebounding prop almost every single day. DeMontis Sabonis. It absolutely has to be. How did you get that? I told. I bet that NBA prop. Every it was so money. Every it was the rebounding prop, his points, rebounds, assists prop. It was money the entire year. I gave it out every single day. I can't believe this. I cannot. I was. I wasn't. I wasn't one hundred percent convinced it was him, but I bet on that so much. I'm like, it, there is a good chance this is it. Yeah, so so much for all that NBA you didn't watch. Listen, second half of the year, DeMontis Sabonis, after he got traded for Tyrese Halliburton for some reason, it, he was cleaning up in Sacramento. Oh, my. All right. Yeah, you really weren't watching the NBA this year, huh? 
I just I, the second half I started watching a lot more. All right, I can't believe that just happened. We are going to roll out of here. I'm down seven to four in trivia. This is a, a travesty. But... No, it was a travesty. What happened last week? Okay, yeah, that was <laughs> that, that was, was brutal. The... I said every answer, and I came up over. Yeah, you're right. Um, you threw oh, a ninety. A 95-mile-per-hour fastball down the middle every single question. I knew it was coming. I was sitting that exact pitch. I just swung and missed every single time. <laughs> uh, you had a good read on me. But uh, right, before we head out, I forgot to mention this to you. This is funny. Uh, do you remember the two guys who used to do the show before us in the studio? Yes. Do you remember their names? Nolan, because I still follow him on Twitter, and he's still he's – still like and whatever I, I, I like how i say like we like and retweet each other's stuff like that's we're still we we know of each other <laughs> and then i had to unfollow the other guy he is so annoying okay all right there because i've I... <laughs> sam or something he oh yeah. god i i couldn't stand it anymore <laughs> I'm, i would you like it if i read some of his recent tweets please um, do because i'm curious okay because uh, this has become a thing where I just send his tweets in my uh, sports group chat, and it's literally just me talking and no one even responding, and it's just <laughs> me losing my mind. But um, all right, here's a we have <laughs> we have a few tweets. Let's see what we can go over. Um, some of them are similar. Um, that Nolan kid's an actor now, by the way. Yeah, I don't know how successful, but um, I'm sure more I just less successful. Yeah, I assume that he's less successful than he's probably leading on because that seems to be uh, how how things go on his social media. But nice guy in person, but very full of himself on social media. Um, All right, here here are some of the tweets uh, that our buddy buddy Sam has shared in the recent history, just so we can recap. Uh, Here's here's one very recent. Jackson Smith and Jigba's 2022-23 is going to be the best wide receiver season in college football history with a lock emoji. Mm-hmm. Now, before we go any further, he is – all his tweets are so pro-Ohio State, it's unbelievable. Like, I I understand if there's I, – I know there's most Ohio State fans are like, it's the Buckeyes and nobody else. I don't even root for anybody. I don't watch anybody but the Buckeyes. But he takes it to, like, an extreme level. It's so bizarre. I think uh-huh. he has to be trolling. He has to be. Oh well, j- just you wait, because I, I, I'll have a, I'll have something to say about that. But we'll we'll get through some more fun ones before we get there. Uh, prediction for October twenty. Whoops, I'm, I read the wrong one. Prediction for November twenty sixth. Ohio State sixty three, Michigan three. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, um, I have tweets out there that I'd be like, Ohio State might beat Michigan by a thousand, and that's just me being. I feel like. The biggest problem with me is people don't read the tweets in my voice, so they don't know when I'm serious or not. <laughs> yeah, because I would say good. about seventy-five percent of the time I tweet, I'm not serious at all. Like you, you, if you follow me and you see my tweets, you know when I'm being serious mm-hmm. about like a sports discussion. You, you can tell. Uh, yeah, but, but the anyway. problem is I, this guy is being dead serious. Um. I, I, as I, I believe to be. 
Um, I think he works at ESPN, by the way. I think he's, yeah, he's he, like a production assistant or, or something at ESPN. He is. Um, here's what the 23 draft should be. Number one, C.J. Stroud. Number two, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Number three, Paris Johnson. Number four, Zach Harrison. Five, Dewan Jones. Six, Julian Fleming. Seven, Ronnie Hickman. Eight, Lathan He's Ran- trolling. He Ransom. Nine, and then nine, Bryce Young. Ten, Will Anderson. He's trolling. Have- he, that, he's trolling. See, well, I'll get there. Trust me. Uh, we have C.J. Stroud's 2022-23 is going to be the best season by a QB in college football history, guaranteed. Mm. Um, I agree. This this one doesn't make any sense to me. Better all-time great. I, first of all, I'd like, you're going to sit here and be like, how in the world were those two even in the same conversation? Because I've never heard these two ever get compared in my life. But better all-time great. And he took a poll. Uh, Cardell Jones won this poll over Sam Bradford. Um, I, 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 too, like to engage in debates about Cardell Jones versus Sam Bradford. Um, hey, the people have spoken. <laughs> the people have spoken. Um, uh, more dominant in college football, Troy Smith beat out Baker Mayfield in a poll. Oh, um, God. <laughs> 81 oh, to 19 was that Smith. you're an asshole if you voted for Troy Smith you suck <laughs> I hate you they Troy Smith's high uh, trophy yeah. was so Mickey Mouse it was incredible I, I know dude the national look uh, oh my gosh she actually had one about the national championship recently and I gotta I gotta find, it was very recently I should be able to find this but it had something to do with Ted Ginn's injury was like the only reason they lost um, which, by the no, way, no. The only lost... reason we lost is because Florida scored forty-two points and Ohio State scored fourteen. Uh, yes, and the reason they lost, which, by the way, I'll, I'll plug myself. If you want to go to the mention at YouTube channel, there is the condensed version, or the I should say, the extended highlights of that championship. I haven't game. seen that game. I probably have not watched that game since the day I will actually it happened. So, I'm dude, like... Ohio State's offensive line got destroyed. Like, I, like they were just flying past Ohio State's offensive line. Like there was no chance that Ohio State could have won, even if Ted Ginn was on the field. But all right, here, all right, I will get into the ridiculous stuff now. Uh, I, I, here, I'll send you that link just because, in case you, in case I'm you care. looking for it right now. It's Ohio State Florida National Championship extended highlights. Um, uh, I don't know. Not many views. It should have more views because it's a championship game, but it doesn't. Here's a game I've always wanted to sit down and watch. Is It's on your channel. It's Texas, Ohio State at Ohio State when Vince Young was there. Yeah. I've, that I've was, never watched that game. Brent Musburger and Gary Danielson on the call. That was the that was the year before Gary Danielson went to uh, CBS. Here, I found the game. But um, all right, here, here's, where we, here's where we get into the – Oh, boo, boo. No, 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 fuck you. They said what? Jim Trestle from Menor, Ohio. He is from Menor, Ohio, but his roots are in Berea. God damn it. Uh, did you see who's calling the game, too? What's it? Oh, uh, Tom, Tom, Brenneman. <laughs> Tom Brenneman. Let's go. Uh, okay. FS version Bre- called the Ohio State Bowl game. I think it was against Texas. Yeah. The, uh, the Sugar the Bowl. Fox had it. Or the Fiesta Bowl, I mean. Um... Anyway, get to your point. All uh, right. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, 
Oh man, I gotta find this is so Barry now. Ted Ginn. It, I need to see this Ted Ginn touchdown first. Oh uh, man, the NFL draft really messed this up. But I, <laughs> I, I, I have to find the tweet about Dwayne Haskins. It was just the, search his name and Dwayne Haskins. It was the the virtue signal of a lifetime that uh, this guy put out. And um, uh, uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. I'm scrolling. Um, so good. Right. I made I made it past the the uh, NFL draft, so we should be all right. But <laughs> is it about here, when Dwayne Haskins died? Uh, yes. The, oh, and boy. I, I want to get the exact tweet correct because I don't want it to be called out. Yeah. Okay. Here, here, here we go. Well, this is the Ohio State one. I found it. Ohio State would have won the Natty if Teddy Ginn Jr. didn't get hurt versus Florida. That's just a plain tweet. But. Um, <laughs> The tweet about Dwayne Haskins. Man, this guy tweets so much I can't even. Well, he also. Oh gosh, this is so stupid. Um, oh, here's one. I, I found one accidentally. So many of you are so wrong on Zach Harrison. His potential is through the roof this season. He is going to break out in a huge way. He's not going to lose snaps to anybody. He's going to be the leader of this defense. Sometimes it takes time. It's Zach's time now. Look out in all caps. All right. If I can't, find you know why people are sleeping. You know why he thinks people are sleeping on him. Why is that? Because he went to Ohio State. That's the only reason. That's the only yes. reason. God, watching Tim Tebow in this game is pissing me off. <laughs> you've you've already made it to the Tim Tebow part of the program. He was oh, in the first drive. You forget he had a nice oh. eight yard dive. Yeah, but when he when uh, Chris Leak motioned out. <laughs> yeah. God damn it! Cam Newton okay. was on the bench going nuts. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, I'll 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 get to the point here. So, uh, basically, he was very devastated, and understandably so. Um, he was devastated about the Dwayne Haskins passing away. But the, the day after um, Dwayne Haskins died, he said on his Twitter page, the only thing getting me through this day is – is uh, knowing that Dwayne Haskins is throwing touchdowns to Terry Glenn in heaven. Like, he said that. That is the the virtue signal of a lifetime. God. I I cannot believe that he put that out. And, like, with a bunch of, like, sad emojis. And also, uh, he was accused recently of, uh, you know, basically this, of just virtue signaling on his tweets. Uh, and oh god, not, I I know he, that's he was so kid. gross. I know, and he was. Oh, let's see. Um, he was accused recently of basically just being a Buckeye homer and something. Here, here's the tweet. So someone goes, "Really, man? Are you real? Or are you just a satirical account?" LOL. Here's his response. I'm very real. Go check the Mama's Day post. Go check the post when my dad died. I'm real. When it and it hurts when people crap on me. It hurts when people ver- verbally abuse me. I'm sure it does. This part I'm sure it was real. But yes. But ba- ba- rewind back to the top. Go check my Mama's Day post. Go check the post when my dad died. Uh, I, I'm glad that you asked because I'm as real as it gets. What a virtue signaling son of a gun. I can't believe Listen. that. That is actually despicable. Listen, it's all right to be a super fan, but when you care more than the players, that's that's when you know, like, come on, man. 
Yeah. And, oh, also when uh, he thinks he's a player because when Johnny Dixon tweeted out something about Dwayne Haskins and stuff like that, he quote tweeted it and said, the brotherhood is real. And like in all caps and putting a bunch of like Buckeye emojis. Listen, I follow a bunch of Ohio State like super fans just for the comedy purposes. Uh-huh. He is one I will not. I can't do I, it. It's so obnoxious. It's, oh, it's unreasonable. And I'm telling – wait, who's walking off the field? Ted Ginn. Uh, yeah. I, um, <laughs> wait, so remind me, where's Jim Trestle from, just to be clear? He was born in Mentor, but his roots – his father's fucking name is on the – on a football field in Berea, Ohio. Oh, I, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, his dad was, um, I think he was the coach at Baldwin Wallace, which is the college in Berea. Yeah. It's so where's where John Carroll at? John Carroll is in, is in Cleveland. Um, but. Brandon Staley. Yes. Chargers current head coach. Um, I was going to say something, but I forget. Oh, we played our, we played our high school, played our home games at Baldwin Wallace. Oh, really? That's pretty cool. Yeah. The Chargers actually practiced there one day when I think, so they, they, they were in Cleveland, they played Cleveland. And then I think they were going to London the next week. So they just flew straight to London from Cleveland. But they didn't have a flight the next day, so they practiced at Baldwin Wallace Stadium. And the way the stadium is set, it's under, it's below ground level. It's not big; it's just the field is below the ground, and so you can walk up, and the front gates are just make some bullshit ass gates. You can see right down to the field. So if you want, I could, if I if I knew of it at the time, I could have just walked, literally could have walked to the stadium and just watched the Chargers practice. Man, that that's actually pretty cool. Was this the uh, was this twenty sixteen when they uh, no no it was recent. I can't remember. I can't remember. I think we got demolished that game. Did Justin Herbert? No, I don't think Justin Herbert's played. No, it was in... Bill Rivers. Huh. Justin Her- Justin Herbert has not played in Cleveland. Right. He's played the Browns. Play. He'll play. I think. Yeah. I think he comes to Cle. I think the Chargers come here this year. So that was a heartbreaker of a game against the Chargers last year. <laughs> that was horseshit. <laughs> that was the Baker Mayfield finally figured it out, and the best defense in the NFL let up forty nine points. I'm glad you said the best defense in the NFL. People people thought our defense sucked for some reason. Well, at the time, people thought they were the best. After that, no one thought they were the best. But at the time, they were really, really good. They were a really, really good defense, actually. Just pounds, see, just overall. See what happens when you get rid of Andrew Sandejo. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. No, people, oh, look at the Buckeyes fighting and crawling back. It's only 21-14. <laughs> Second quarter, yeah. 13 minutes left. Antonio yeah. Pittman, nice little touchdown run. Oh, what can go wrong? The, the, by the way, wait for the Jim Trestle fourth down call inside his own 30-yard line. That doesn't I, work. You listen, I don't need to be reminded of that. <laughs> Nine-year-old me was like, hold on a minute here. Now, I don't think I don't think that was right, Jim. I don't think that's what you were supposed to do. My father told me, if you don't get the first down, you punt that football. 
Wait, that's you what my father told play? me when I watched my first Ohio State football game. Yeah, none of this, uh, none of this going for it inside your own territory, like it's a game of Madden. No. Yeah, how the yeah, my mindset has greatly changed. I am, I want the Browns to go for it from their own one. Oh, wait till you see Tim Tebow throw a touchdown pass and Malcolm Jenkins yelling at the other Ohio State defensive back. Oh, it's good. It's a, it's we a held glorious. them to a field goal. We okay, so we held them to a field goal. It's twenty-four to fourteen. Six minutes left in the second. You think Heisman Trophy winner Troy Smith isn't gonna is gonna throw up a goose egg here? Oh, here comes the fourth <laughs> down. Here comes the fourth down. Yeah. yeah, Jim, it's 10 minutes left. You got to punt the ball. Why is Troy Smith out there? Oh, okay. They're going to hand it off. Right? Oh, stuff. Yeah, back, back when football is football, when it was run up the middle or nothing. Back when Ohio State, back when Ohio State played some man football. Oh, that's right. That's right. None of, you, none of I, this... I threw up every morning when Justin Fields was my quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you hated when Dwayne Haskins was throwing for 50 touchdowns. Mm-mm, didn't care for a single one. Actually, <laughs> I didn't because I was very anti-Dwayne Haskins during that season. Well, oh, why? Just because he wasn't JT Barrett? No, and you know why? Because the only reason was because I thought the offense looked flat during the games. That's the only reason. Like, well, maybe... they, had the stats, they had the stats to contradict me, but they just looked like they missed it. And it was all because Dwayne Haskins couldn't run. Oh my! Well, you know what? Maybe he would have had a nice little rhythm that he could develop to to run a, a smoother offense if he weren't getting pulled for Tate Martell every other play. Listen, Tate Martell needed to throw incomplete passes and two yard quarterback <laughs> powers. We needed that. That's <laughs> crucial. It was, and yeah, the game got away from Ohio State really quick. Yeah, the uh, it was they they held them to two field goals. It was twenty seven fourteen with a minute left in the half. And then they just fumbled it, and now Tim Tebow is going to throw a touchdown right in my face. <laughs> With uh, two two defenders guarding one receiver. Yeah, didn't work out in this instance. Yeah, have you uh, have you seen the helmetless sack yet? On who? Troy Smith. Uh, Florida sacking Ohio State. Lost his lid so. and then chased down Troy Smith. Back man, back when men could be men on the football field. Yeah, sure. Yeah, back when running with leather helmets. <laughs> I want to see. Okay, I I don't remember that. Oh, here. Okay, here it is. Hold on. Troy Smith taking the snap, looking third and twelve. Lost his helmet, and he still ran him down. And oh yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think the Buckeyes got it tonight, boys. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't 11, think... 15 in the third, I'm calling it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Ted Ginn had a, was going to provide much pass protection for Troy Smith that game. Yeah, I think this this would be – if this happened today, I think this would be the point in time I start looking at the board for NFL playoffs. <laughs> yeah, just, just get those Sunday bets in. Yeah, well, yeah, who are we taking tomorrow? <laughs> this game would have been on a Monday, but yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. The NCAA absolutely has to have their championship games on a Monday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, football and basketball. It's really important that we make sure that all those people go to work the next day, not knowing who won. Yeah, well, college, college, I can understand because the NFL does play on Saturday nights during that time, but I feel like it would be in the NFL's best interest to have the championship game on like Saturday night. 
Man. I think it's all the NFL. It, they've always been treated the NCAA right. Like they ne- they never really do that. Like that's the only instance. But the NCAA is like, no, Monday night is when the people want it. So they they don't they never really fuck with the college football schedule because they could and they will because they just took the NBA away from Christmas. Yeah, hey, they're on a tour de force right now. I'd beware, everybody. Yeah, they, they may be coming for you. You never know. <laughs> Roger Dale's showing up at your door saying, hey, this is, we're playing football here. All right, get out. How did the, Troy Smith got sacked again? Good Lord. What a game. What a season. Uh, yeah, by a bunch of uh, – they had Jarvis Moss and Derek Harvey, both of whom were first-round draft picks who I do – who did nothing in the NFL. <laughs> And Jarvis Moss Tim was supposed Tebow. to be like Jesus. really good. Tim Tebow just trucked one of his own offensive linemen. <laughs> and James Laurinaitis in the same play. Yeah. Oh. Oh. That. Oh. You hadn't. I didn't realize you hadn't seen that play. He ran right through Laurinaitis. Oh goodness gracious! Laurinaitis, one of the best linebackers of our lifetime in college football, and Tim Tebow just like, said, "Tim Tebow just like get out of my way." I wish they had like Cam Newton spin it in the in the fourth quarter. Just let him go in and just do it. He I think Cam Newton only got it. He only got in two games, I think. I um at Florida in there some garbage games, but okay. I'll, last thing before we go, ten minutes left in this game. How mm-hmm. many total yards do you think Ohio State has at this point? Oh man, um, I'm gonna say I know Troy Smith did not clear 100 yards passing. Mm-hmm. In fact, in fact, I think he had like. I'm dead serious. I think he finished the game with like 35 yards passing. And I, I'm going to say that Ohio State, at this 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, maybe they added some, they padded their stats a little bit, but I'll say, I'll say 95 total yards. He had 84. We had 84. You're giving us too much credit. Ah. Uh, Troy Smith went 4 14 for 35 yards and in an interception. Mmm. Not uh, what were they doing? What, what plays? How many total <laughs> plays did they have? Like thirty? A bunch of three and out, just getting sacked the entire time. His eleven minutes of possession. <laughs> what are you? That, what are we talking about? They, Florida had the ball for over three quarters. What are you talking <laughs> about. Hey, oh man. my. Three and outs, getting sacked all the time. Four and outs, getting, you know, going for it in the second quarter on your in your own territory. Man, oh man, they had one more penalty than us. So, oh, hey, they won. They won the penalty yeah. battle. Usually, when you win the penalty battle, you well, might win game. It's the little things. We won special. We returned a kick. Won the penalty battle. We won the little. We won. We didn't win the game. We won ourselves there. Uh, we, yeah. we won ourselves. We won. We won our own personal battles. This made this made everyone on the roster a better football player. Losing on the biggest stage in college football. Exactly. They came and then they came back next year and just did it all over again. Mm. And the best college football season of all time. Oh, that was one of the one of the questions I was going to ask you is name all the teams that lost as number two in two thousand seven. But then oh. I realized I would that's just too many teams. There were what seven, seven of them. 
Seven. Yeah. I w- no way I could have gotten seven. I might be able to get five. All right, let's see if we can do I'll go first, and then you pick up where I left off. All right. Um, Boston College in West Virginia, and I may have just ran out already, but um, certainly those two, certainly. Um, okay. Uh, what, no, Michigan was five. Okay, so they – there are going to be some obvious ones that I just I just haven't watched the video in recent enough history, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna stop there and let you take over from Boston College and West Virginia. Um. So USF. Oh, I forgot they made it that high. Yes, they did. Uh, USF. You said Boston College and who? Um, I said Boston College and West Virginia. Okay, yeah, those two, Boston College, West Virginia, USF, Cal, Cal, Kansas, Can- USC, yes, USC, and so that's six of them, right? Boston College, South, yep. Southern Florida, Southern Florida, USF, Cal, <laughs> West Virginia, Kansas, USC. So that's six of them, so we're missing one. I don't know. Was it was it Oregon? Uh, no. Oregon's only significant feat was beating Michigan in week two. Yeah, but I feel like they started the year like three and zero, and they were really hot, and they beat Michigan, and that was a big win. And I, I know they did shit that year. Well, you know, makes, literally, this could this could be Air Force. <laughs> Exactly. I feel like Oregon had a big loss that year. You know what? I'll trust you and just say Oregon. That's fair. Um, they, they were they definitely okay, rose up. in the rankings. Yeah, because they beat Michigan, and they. I feel like they beat somebody else during that stretch, but I don't, I'm not sure. I think they lost to Cal earlier in that year, though. And now it's Cal's big win. Hmm. Okay, 2007. Okay, so we have – okay, so it's USF, Cal, Boston College, Kansas, Oregon, West Virginia, and USC. There you go. They did it. Who did Oregon lose to? Okay, Oregon lost to Arizona. Wow. They lost three straight games. They lost as number two, and then they lost against UCLA, and then they lost to Oregon State in double overtime. Beat Southern Florida though in their bowl game in the Sun Bowl. That's that's the only bowl game that ESPN doesn't have. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, CBS is really proud to broadcast oh, yeah. the Sun Bowl. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, uh, before this will be the end of our podcast right here. Uh, <laughs> we, we said that before. Yeah. Sam Howell only eats chicken. He does not Bullshit. eat. Burgers. That's not true. That's not true. Shut up, dude. You've had a cheeseburger before. Shut up. You've had. He's it. never tried a burger or steak. No, he, and he will not eat seafood. No, anybody who says that's an asshole. That's 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 what people say when they just order chicken tenders and fries at like restaurants. Like, oh, I never eat. I never eat beef. I've never had cheeseburger. Yes, you have. Shut up. <laughs> Everybody in the world, Sam Howell. I, Sam Howell did not grow up poor. He had a cheeseburger one time. So he's not Kid Rock? 
No, Kid Rock grew up ex- <laughs> wildly rich. I don't know. I don't know what Sam Howell grew up. I don't think he grew up poor. Uh, <laughs> you had you've had a steak before. You've had beef. That's so stupid. No, I don't believe you. Quit lying. Only pull. Yeah, well, yeah. Cut it out, Sam Block. Um, I've never had fish either. Shut up, dude. Oh, We're saying right. I gotta know where he's from first, but this know. will be the end. Sam Howell is from Wayne, Waynesville, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah I know he's gonna be a local You've had, kid you've had some, you've had some of that North Carolina barbecue before, man. It's delicious. <laughs> Everyone loves it. So do you. Shut up. Exactly. All right, we're finally gonna get out of here. I'm down seven four in trivia. That's not very good, but we'll be back mm. next week. We'll um. I don't know. Uh, well, you know what? We'll have the NBA conference finals set up. They might actually mm. be going on by next week. We'll, we'll have to check in on that. They um, most certainly are. Yeah. Uh, we'll find stuff to talk about because that's what we always do. So everybody take care. Peace.